Bigfoot Club, episode eight. I am your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez, and with me is Christopher Lee Collops. Is that is that too loud? No, okay. sounds perfect. And also, Ash. Ash, right yeah. on. <laughs> so we got two shows back to back. We're butter on the roll. <laughs> Sorry. So butter on a roll. How you guys doing? We're we're like cinnamon butter from uh, Texas Roadhouse. That's Cin- what we are. Cinnabons? Are you talking about? No, 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 no. Oh. The butter at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. cinnamon honey butter. Oh okay, yeah. <clears throat> too sweet. Oh, it's too too sweet. <clears throat> so good. You guys have any? Um, um, I just really off topic of what we talk about on this podcast, but we were kind of talking about it earlier today. Um, I'm going to throw in a little Scott Stapp shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Creed. Um, I used to love Creed. Like, if you go back into my, like... Used to? Teenage days. Well, I mean, I still like Creed, but I used to love them. Like, they used to be, like, one of my favorites. Back, you know, they echo in my, like, teenage years. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to see an interview with him back in July of this year. And I didn't even know he came out with new music. Yeah, I didn't know either until like and, you told me. Yeah, and okay. I was... You told me what, on Friday? Yeah, on Friday. I was looking up... I was actually listening to old Creed music on YouTube. And uh, <clears throat> it's, you know how they have that the little things on YouTube, like what you're watching? Yeah. And it had that interview with Scott Stapp, and I clicked on it, and I was like, Dang. wow, cool. And I was watching it, and <clears throat> I just like to hear... I like to hear good stories. And his story is a good story. It's, uh, you know, he overcame uh, self-medication, uh, uh, addiction, depression. <clears throat> Him and his wife stayed together through it all. And I just wanted to give him a shout out. That is that is a good shout out because we, I know we we rarely talk about music on here. And we we all love music. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, um, it's important. I mean, because it's important to. To me, I know it's important to you guys and get you through stuff, you know, hard stuff. And well, I can tell you this: if you listen to his new album, which is uh, the Space Between the Shadows, um, every song on there is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like every song on there. There's a few of them on there that really hit home to me. But if you have ever gone through any kind of addiction, any kind of depression, any kind of trauma, or whatever it is in your life, some song on that album is going to touch you. It's gonna it's gonna hit you. You're yeah. gonna feel it because uh, he wrote all of them and he wrote them from that place of recovery where he's at now. But man, it's just it's a really good album. Uh, like I said, it it really there's a few songs on there that really really resonate with me. And uh, but hey, I, I suggest anybody go go look it up and listen to it. Nice. <clears throat> Any shout-outs to anybody? Oh, my babies and wife always love you. <clears throat> they let me they let me come out here and hang out with with y'all and, and throw down on the mic, so. Ashley, you got anybody? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, no? I wasn't prepared for this already. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually kind of one of those things I think of as the show goes yeah. on. <laughs> well, I got a shout-out to uh, Eves, Lauren, Lauren Eby. I don't know why I'm doing that. 
Do you want to push a button? <laughs> the stars won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the stars won. Sweet. Two in a row for them, too. Whoa. Yeah. So After dropping, what, four in a row? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That was the past. This is now. <laughs> this past. is the present and the future. The past is the past. Present is now. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's why they call it a gift. That's from that's from Christopher Walken. Or it is a gift. Yeah. That's why they call it the present. So yeah, that's how it goes. Okay. So our first subject, Bigfoot. You guys ready? Let's do it. Ashley, ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Bigfoot. We need to go back to the other house. I know. <laughs> you know, funny, like, before we get into the subject, um, I posted on on Penn Texas today, um, creature, like, creature sounds. Yeah, I saw that. And it was, like, uh, creatures of the night. And it was, it was the how that we used on the first one. Hack. And it was, like, whoever was doing it was, like, you know, he was in East Texas. He claims he was in East Texas, and his cats were in his feet, was watching TV, and he heard some noise outside, and the cats run off. That's what he was saying on his video. Mm-hmm. He, he goes outside. You can you can clearly hear coyotes or dogs in the background. Yeah. And then the, the narrator says, and then things change, you know, and then you can hear the how. I go, man, that's... It's the same how? That's the how we use. Yeah. So it's kind of... Hack. Weak. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> um, we don't have a title for this episode yet, episode eight. But uh, the subject I wanted to t- I wanted to touch on was um, why do Bigfoots stink or smell? Stinky Bigfoot. Stinky, stinky Bigfoot. So um, I know part of it, and I'll give my opinion, and you know, you guys can follow. Um, because I know I, I've read some Diane Fossey stuff in the past uh, about her doing research on the silverback gorillas. And she used to always like, uh, well, she used to, she wrote down some stuff about whenever people would approach a silver, a male silverback gorilla, he would stand up and scream. And she says that it was, um, her description was fear odor. It's like the, the gland, I guess, the sweat glands. And it just like mm-hmm. releases like more whenever. They get excited or they get angry or scared or defensive or something like that. And so <clears throat> not all the Bigfoot stuff that I've done. And that's always intrigued me whenever I would get a, a Bigfoot sighting and I would I would talk to the person, the eyewitness, and, and they would throw in the smell. So a lot of times they don't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just wanted to see what y'all's, y'all's thoughts on that. I mean, it makes sense. I think that's common in a lot of mammals that they have that as a way of either a deterrent or a way to communicate to mm-hmm. to throw away do- around dominance mm-hmm. too like I was kind of reading up on they're talking about gorillas and orangutans that a lot of times it's a dominance thing like mm-hmm. this is my area or whatever and if there's yeah. a more dominant male in the area, then they'll shut it off. Yeah. Because they don't want to be detected. And I guess that kind of makes sense if it's something that's trying to, you know. Give off. Get You know, either run you off or kind of like market's territory. Like, sit, I mean, plenty, plenty of animals sent mark and stuff like that. Yeah. 
to claim their territory or what have you. So, so you're saying if, <clears throat> excuse me, you're saying like if one of them is throwing off this scent and, you know, making his stinkiness known mm-hmm. and a bigger batter one comes around, he's going to yeah, be like, oh, I'm not going yeah. to stink so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because this one stinks more than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or, more or, or less. <clears throat> or yeah. maybe like a human coming by and it's like, you know, interrupting their food source or their, or their um, sexual advancements, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they just feel threatened and they'll omit this. The smell. Well, I was I was gonna say <clears throat> because it, it, it's it's always like I've always heard it as if it's being attacked or it's if it's scared or if it's being dominant or is this like something they use? You, you mentioned sexual acts. Is this something that they use to attract females? Yeah, I think like if the stinkier are the 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 more they're gonna get. Yeah, it, it, I think it's kind of like a dominance. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like um, you know. Yeah, I mean, with Bigfoot stuff, I think it's just conjecture because we don't have right. any yeah. scientific proof. Yeah. But Diane Fossey says that on some of her stuff that I was reading is that they emitted it like chimpanzees, orangutans, and silverbacks emitted it for social events or excitement. So I'm going to take that as yeah, as they're they're trying to breed or yeah, because I know I, I I mean they they. Like every every species has something when it comes to like breeding or comes to like you know attracting the opposite sex. Every every species mm-hmm. has some kind of something to to say. Hey, I'm I'm big bad and I'm better than this guy and I'm better. You know they all have that. So I didn't I didn't know if this was just a, a simple. <clears throat> You know, as far as Bigfoot goes, and like he says, it's conjecture because we don't have any scientific right. proof. But if it's in gorillas, and and I know we've compared Bigfoot to a lot of different animals, deer and mm-hmm. and uh, um, um, uh, gorillas, uh, orangutans, all that good stuff. So if 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 we're comparing them, you know, I know Ash said that 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 um, gorillas do this for you know, hey, I'm bigger and better than you. Yeah, and alpha. The other, yeah, alpha. Another one backs down. So. You know, I guess it would be in. It would be a way for them to to attract the opposite sex for reproduction mm-hmm. purposes, mm-hmm. or yeah. like you said, for for social events. Hey, I'm throwing a party. A my big, party, my my party's better than yours. Bigfoot party. And, yeah. <laughs> in several animals, they use scent markings for things like that because they're yeah. for us. It just stinks to them. It tells them their health, it, yeah. how old they are. Yeah. You know, what kind of offspring they would, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that they can be getting from this that we don't understand yeah. because it's not detectable. We don't, yeah, us, you know. And you they, know. they might smell it different than they might smell really good. To oh, them. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it's like, ooh, yeah, little yeah, baby. Yeah, come on. Some, you, you know, it's um, <laughs> some CK1. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like uh, a while back, I hadn't mentioned this before, but when I was in Lamar County uh, doing Bigfoot stuff, the indie Bigfoot stuff that I was doing. We we were in the uh, it was me Kenny, uh, Tim Clay, uh, Buddy Britt. We were doing experiments in the woods. We were doing these different stuff, and we we came across this tree that didn't have any limbs on it. It was just straight tree, straight up, no limbs on it. And we got a ladder, and we got some tires. <clears throat> excuse me, some some tires, and we spray painted one of the tires red, and we put it in the bottom. We got a ladder, we threw it in the bottom. We threw like three more tires on top of it. To see if it would pull that one out, 
It was mm-hmm. like they they could see color. That was just experiment. Mm-hmm. And you could see someone messed with it, but it was it hadn't it hadn't been touched that much. Mm-hmm. And then um, I forgot who it was had the idea of peeing on it. So mm-hmm. we like we like peed on it. <laughs> all of us, me, yeah. me, Kenny, Tim, and Buddy, we all peed on the the bottom one, the red one. And we came back the next weekend. The whole tree was pushed over. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he, it, he was mad. Yeah, I mean, it could have been anybody. <laughs> It could have been anybody just walking through the woods and saying, you, you know. You literally pissed him off. <laughs> I used to come over here and play with these tires. Yeah. I thought they gave me a nice toy. These but then they came over here and pissed all over it. <laughs> and I touched it with my hands. Pissed on my toy. So, I mean, that must have, you know, it was a different scent. So he didn't. Yeah. I'm assuming he didn't like it. I mean, again, it, this is conjecture. Yeah, and I don't, I can't prove. I mean, well, that, that again, that goes into to any alpha male in his territory. If he smells some other other dudes piss on his stuff, he's gonna get pissed off, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, wait a minute," and yeah, he's gonna get mad. Well, I know that if you know hunters use uh, um, deer urine to attract uh, female deer to mm-hmm. attract doe, and you know, they might be attracting doe, but sometimes they've, you know, you can look up videos of dudes using deer, deer, deer <clears throat> urine and getting attacked by bucks because they come up and they're like, hey, man, this is my territory. And they yeah. start fighting. I mean, actually, like, attacking them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty funny ones out there. I suggest look that up. So, <laughs> yeah, because I know, I know a couple of times I, I've been in the woods and um, I've come across, you know, and, and it could be, you know, it could be skunk or whatever, but. <clears throat> um, John Venerniko's book was talking about. I don't know you were reading about it. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna read a little excerpt of it here in a second. But uh, a lot of times, whenever I was in the woods, like the one of the very first times I was went in the woods with with Luke, we were in Sulphur Springs, and we're on this electrical right away. And he was telling me, I, I know I was told this story before. He was telling me it's gonna come around around mm-hmm. you know midnight, and it's gonna come back around around three in the morning, and it's gonna let us know. And I go, how? He goes, you'll find out. So. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, and then uh, we had all these dogs around. I told the story before, and Mm -hmm. the dogs take off like around, you know, 255, 259. But the the interesting thing is they just take off. They don't, like, bark or anything. They just take off. They just take off. Mm -hmm. They go under the house. And you could smell this odor. Like, it was a cross between, like, really bad B.O., a skunk, and, like, I told you this before, like, wet hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a wet mop. Yeah. That's what it smelled like to me, like a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was just, you know, it was just a horrible, it, it'd make you like put your hand up to your mouth and say, man, what the hell is that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've had it a couple times like that. I don't know if it was Bigfoot. I don't know. You know, it could have been, you know, a boar walking, mm-hmm. coming by. I yeah, don't know. But they're, 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 they smell pretty yeah, good. Yeah, boars stink. But they do have those musk lens you know we had yeah. that little mm-hmm. baby pig and that was one thing it's like you need to get it fixed quick because yeah you will regret that you don't pretty fast <laughs> yeah well and, and again i mean you think about them already you know exuding this this stench but i mean they live out in the wild you yeah. know mm-hmm. i mean they they live out amongst the you know the dirt and the muck and the mud right. and all that stuff so and who knows what they're eating yeah that's that's a great point who who rolling in or yeah whatever. whatever they do you know and <clears throat> if they even clean themselves or whatever so i can only imagine um how bad these things you know truly stink i have uh 
uh, John Bendernagel's uh, uh, book here, and it's uh, or Bender Bender. You know me in in names. I can't pronounce John, it. John Bendernagel. Bendernagel. Um, it's his North America's Great Ape, uh, the Sasquatch. Um, and he's allowed to do that because he's from British Columbia. Yeah, he's. That I asked. <laughs> that's funny. Mention is ask Robert before we came on the show. I was like his. His his book is the Sasquatch, and I was like, "So is he a lazy poop coward?" And he was like, "No, he's from British Columbia." So I was lazy, like, "Okay, so he coward. gets he gets a pass, a lazy coward, not a lazy poop coward." I'd had to throw poop in there because we're talking about the episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but uh, listen to that one; it's really good. It is good. It's really good. I think the title turns people off. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that was one of I had. I'm, I'm, well, I have fun on every one of them, but man, that was truly a fun yeah. episode to, to it do. Was. Because we went into the, the stuff was. at the con and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, it was just it was just a fun episode. I think, so. I think if I take the word poop out, it'll get more downloads. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it might. But You would think, you know, because that's trendy with the kids, right? Yeah. I mean, you, everybody, who, who doesn't like a good poop joke? I know. I mean, the scoop on poop. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, listen to it. Download it. Everybody that's been downloading every other one's. Sorry, that's late. Man, yeah. you're late every time. <laughs> every time. All right. So um, this is this is in in his book, uh, North America's Great Ape, the Sasquatch, um, and it's, there's a little uh, excerpt in here about odor. Um, it says the over overpowering and nauseating stench of the Sasquatch is the most memorable feature of many Sasquatch encounters, yet it is totally absent from most sightings, even at close range. Distinctive odor may be considered adequate evidence for the presence of some mammal species such as skunks and black bears. Observers who have sensed Sasquatch odor at close range describe it as a strong stench of rotten eggs, a terrible odor like a dead animal, or smelling like rotten meat. Its, uh, its strength can be such that it makes you gag or want to vomit, and in other cases is eye-watering. The descriptions of the Sasquatch odor invite comparisons with that of mountain gorillas, once described mm -hmm. by Diane Fossey as a gagging fear odor. Uh, yeah, and then he just says, you can look at the Appendix 5, and it'll, in the book, obviously we can't show you Appendix 5, because we right. don't have, but uh, if you have the book, go to Appendix 5, and it'll tell you that. I think it's interesting. Um, you had mentioned Diana Fossey mm -hmm. and or Diane Fossey, not Diana, but Diane Fossey as a gagging fear odor. And um, Ash mentioned mountain gorillas and them them having the same odor. Now, I've never smelled a mountain gorilla, but I have smelled a skunk mm -hmm. and I have broken rotten eggs in my hand. Mm. And those are two of the most disgusting smells they're eye-watering smells. Mm -hmm. They are gagging smells. Um, I didn't get sprayed. My cousin got sprayed with yeah. a skunk, but I was standing right next to him when he got sprayed. Oh, man. His leg got sprayed. And when I was, uh, the rotten eggs, I was on an old tractor, and um, the rotten eggs were up under the, the, the wheel of the tractor, mm -hmm. and I was getting them out. And I was trying to get on the tractor because I was going to throw them at my brother. But I slipped. Karma. Yeah. I slipped. And when I slipped, I fell. And they, oh. I, my hands hit my chest and they crushed between my chest and my nice. hands. Nice. So nice. it was right on. Uh, that, I have to say, is it's, that's worse than. I can yeah. just imagine being your parent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was at my grandparents' house. So oh my, 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 uh, my mamaw was the one that, uh, that had the. 
that I had to deal with. Did you use a poor man? Did you did you have to use a water hose outside? <laughs> yeah, she 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 definitely turned the water hose. She wouldn't let me. I actually had to sleep in. They had a little uh, extra room on the back of their house that I slept in. I couldn't go in the main house because. <laughs> Me or my cousin, because my cousin got sprayed. It was the same same time. Thanks. My Thanks. cousin got sprayed with the with the skunk. Can you imagine? It's like these boys. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was uh, I was probably like eight, and my cousin he's he's about a year older than me. So was, we were like eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. Yeah. And we were always getting in trouble, like boys do. We had, I mean, we were on a farm, and you know, had had acreage to run on, so we were always getting in trouble. So but anyway. But those two smells yeah. are, are by far the stinkiest smells I've ever smelled mm-hmm. in my life. And they 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 will make you gag, and they will make your eyes water. Um, well, well, I know whenever I worked um, at USBC, um, I caught a bunch of I caught a bunch of skunks. Do you, you know? Do you recall that? Yeah, I, I know. I remember whenever the skunks would. Would spray and it would get in the vents and it would go throughout the whole building. Yeah, it would last till like three o'clock. Yeah, night. it would it would last all day. But yeah, you you caught many uh, many. Uh, probably about thirty five. Yeah, easy, yeah. if not more. Yeah, it was like, um, and that smell is like, man, it just I I've never got sprayed with it, and I'm. But I'm, it lingers. It, 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 it does linger. It lingers and lingers and lingers. <clears throat> so, if this if 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 Bigfoot. I was about to say this big hairy monster, but I didn't. <laughs> well, if uh, if this Bigfoot has this kind of odor, it, it's to me this part of the Bigfoot story makes me not believe it. Yeah, more. It makes it more unbelievable to me that he hasn't been found or that he hasn't been. Yeah, that he's out there. This this this. This is a step back for me. You, you know, whenever whenever I would get eyewitness reports and it would like tell me it was a close proximity, mm-hmm. like it, you know, it crossed the road and they had the windows. I go, did you have the windows down? That's the first thing I say. You got the windows down? They go, uh, yeah. I go, okay. Or they says, it, it, you know, it came back in the, the back of the house. I go, were you outside? Yeah. Did you smell anything? No. Okay. That's, I, I kind of question it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Well. I have a question too. Go. Do you think it's possible that it's only the males that do that? Well, that is a good question. And another counterpoint, and I might be totally making this up in my <clears> head, <throat> but I think I've heard people theorize a lot of times sightings are either younger mm-hmm. creatures or females. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could put into accountability to why that is? That's a great question. It's a great question. Um, it's a it's a good point. Yeah, it is. I never. I, I, I didn't even think that. Um, D- Diane Fossey's, um, from what I remember reading, she did state that that the males gave that pungent um, mm-hmm. precipitation. Now this is the gorillas. Yeah, right? yeah. The, this the is gorillas. What I'm talking about gorillas, like the big dominant ones. Yeah, so. like they would give out an overwhelming. Sense, but she did say right. on some of her notes that she did say that females did too, but okay. not not overwhelmingly, not as much. Yeah. So well, theoretically, this is my theory. It's just like they, because a lot of people think that yeah, it, it's younger ones that let themselves be seen mm-hmm. because they're more curious. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's just like guinea. That's like yeah. kids now. Yeah. Yeah. Human kids. And so, therefore, theoretically, with that in hand, that it's just the dominant, big dominant. Let's say that the big males that 
smell as bad. Right. So with your more sightings, it's not going to be hand in hand with that because they probably aren't the ones that. That is possible. That are coming out as much. That is possible. It could. I mean, could be a young, you know, adolescent. Could be a female, and they don't put up. They don't put off that smell, and they don't. The eyewitness is probably so scared they don't right. notice if it's a male or female. Mm-hmm. But I, I would think, because if we go back, and, and again, we're comparing apples and oranges here. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go back to gorillas, the male gorillas, no matter how old they are, they're going to put off the, the odor. They're going to put off the smell. And again, we go back to, well, the more dominant one is going to out smell the other one, and the other one's going to let it down. So... But it that is a that is a great point that uh, I would think that I mean all baby look at any species any species any animal anything the babies are always curious they're mm-hmm. always curious and wondering and, and and going out where they're not supposed to that's why the babies get eaten all the time so mm-hmm. um, and then yeah uh, I don't know anything about uh, um, uh, gorillas or bigfoot or anything just what we've talked about here but i know that most species that that do have that dominant gene or whatever it is it is the male that 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 has it in most um i know there's there's some species where the male is the dominant one and stuff like that but the majority of them the male is the one that that portrays the dominance, the, the whatever that whatever it is to attract. That, that does, yeah, that does display. Yeah, for is, for, it's, for breeding purposes. Yeah, for breeding purposes. Yeah, yeah. is is more often than more often than not the the male. So that that's, that's a good point. I never thought of that. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, if 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 this thing stinks that bad, I've been in the woods a lot. <clears throat> and you're, I know what you're gonna say. You haven't been in East West, Texas. West Texas. You haven't been in East Texas. <laughs> You haven't been in East Texas. Do they even have woods in West Texas? I mean, they have like a tree. That's a good point too. They have bushes, but um, they have. Parks. I was hey, I was I went out in the woods in Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana definitely has woods. Yep, they got big trees, lots of lots of woods. Um, <clears throat> I was in Virginia. Um, which which part of uh, Fort oh. Lee around Fort Lee no, around which, Fort Polk? Which part of uh, Louisiana were you? It's in? around Fort Polk. It's like the the Leesville area. It's kind of the east or the west? It's it's more it's I would say it's more like a like central yeah. east Louisiana kinda I don't know, man. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. There's there's a part there's a part of East Texas that it's called the uh Big Thicket. And it's mm-hmm. it, it runs all from like, you know, Nacogdoches right. all the way down to like in the Falk area. Yeah. It it runs that that high up all the way down. And that part of Louisiana, that's uh, back in the day, back in the early 2000s, that's we called it Monster Central mm-hmm. because supposedly all the Bigfoots in that area were really aggressive. Is that not where they had to shut down like visitor areas and stuff on the lakes because they were coming in? To, I, th- I like, think the so. I think so, but I don't. Allegedly, you know, yeah. of course, but. I've also, I've also been in the woods in Missouri. Yeah. Um, Was that Momo? Missouri, Momo. <laughs> Momo. no. So, or but I, I've, I've, I've never, I've never, and again, I'm gonna look that up. Keep, keep, keeping an open mind. They might just, uh, they might not have felt threatened by me. I am a, a short, you know, not very intimidating white guy. And more often so, than not, they're gonna 
not let themselves be seen. Yeah, that's what they they could hide and, you know. I mean, there could have been, you know, just animal perspective. Who knows what else, you know, is out there that doesn't want to be seen. So they just, they're in their environment. Mm -hmm. They don't move. They don't feel threatened, you know. You're not going to see them. So, and yeah, I mean, I can, like I said, I try to keep it as open mind as I can about it, but. Yeah, the the Bigfoot in Missouri is called uh, the Momo. The Momo. So I never got any Momo when I was in Missouri, but um, like this this just kind of I don't know. It just kind of like I said. I, I just take a step back and yeah, in the you should because you know um, debunking stuff is. I mean, because like nowadays everybody. Everybody's watching a Bigfoot documentary. Everybody's watching. Everybody's got internet. Everybody's looking at yeah. stuff. But I, I think that stuff is yeah, saturation. It's, it's so saturated. But I think all that is is just for the straight commercialization it of is. it, man. And that's that's not that's not it happened. It's not real with this. You know, whenever it started being on fucking Animal Planet, and same with the you know, with the ghost hunting and stuff, it's like, it's cool at first, but then it just became so saturated and marketed and stuff. And, you know, people love reality TV. It's easy to make. It's cheaper to make. You don't have to hire writers and shit hardly. Yeah. But there's nothing more non-reality than reality TV. Yeah. There's nothing reality about reality TV. You know, um, once when I was with the TBRC, um, I got a, a sighting report in Van Zandt County. So if you know Van Zandt County, it's, yeah, it's, it's right between Dallas and Tyler. Yeah. yeah. So there's not much there. But a bunch of pine trees. I mean, <laughs> it's there's not much there, you know, to support, I think, um, a Bigfoot. That's just my yeah. opinion. That's just yeah. my opinion. And so I got I got a side report, and this is probably the, one of the very first times that I had thought of, you know, saturation. You know, this, this, kid, right. this kid was like, he said he saw a Bigfoot carrying a deer over its shoulder. And mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I recall I was going to go, I was going to go interview him in person because I was going to do it like over the phone. And I think Craig Woolheater was telling me, do it over the phone. I said, no, I'm going to go out there. Blue diamond. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I ended up driving out there to Van Zandt County. I knocked on the door. It was a, it was a trailer. I knocked on the door. The guy's mom came out and she says, um, he, he can't come out. And, right. And I think he was underage. And so that that kind of because I looked around his his trailer and there's no wood maybe like a hundred yards away, two hundred yards I don't know it was there wasn't that many there wasn't that many trees mm-hmm. so if he saw one then I should have got multiple sightings in that area. right and so to me that was one of the things that I just said okay he's 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 doing saturation stuff and just mm-hmm. wanted them so I I think he he put in a sighting report to see if he gets some kind of attention. Right. I went out to go interview him, and he froze and didn't want to come out. So mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. He didn't think that you guys would ever show up, or he was just trolling you or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> we would get that a lot, too. Uh, you know, people wanted to be on TV, whatever. We'd be sitting there trying to run EVPs, and yeah, everybody and their cousins got to come knock on the door to go, Hunter's here. Yeah. Yoo-hoo. I'll make yeah. you famous. Can we can we come be on TV? Can right, we come dog. watch what all doing? And they're like, yeah. If you know Michelle at all, it's like no. She has to have structure and order, yeah, to things, and that you know, just random people showing up. Or, you know, no, we're not about that shit. I I found something interesting while I was going through uh, 
through John's book here. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the persistent odor in uh, Sasquatches. Um, and, and what I thought was interesting is there's a site here that was on a coastal island. Of uh, we never talked about it being around the coast or anything like that. We yeah. always talked about it being in the his, his, in the woods and on that. His so, book goes into that. Yeah, and it it just says the the reported persistence of Sasquatch odor is of interest in one account. An odor like rotten eggs was associated with fresh Sasquatch tracks, and in another, <clears throat> the strong odor of rotting meat attracted a beachcomber to a likely Sasquatch nest in the debris of the high tide line on a coastal island of British Columbia. Vancouver. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Following a 1973 report um, near Derry, Pennsylvania, a rotten meat odor hung around the house for two days. I just thought it was pretty interesting because we never talked about it being <clears throat> on a coastal. I, I do recall... <clears throat> which is John, John Benerniko's book, the one you're, you're referencing, mm-hmm. is probably one of the best books for beginners. That's just, that's just me. It's one of the, it's, he breaks stuff down so well. Um, but I think he talks about Bigfoot swimming in that one. Mm-hmm. So that he had some eyewitness reports of a Bigfoot swimming from one island to another island. So I, I, thought, I thought that was kind of odd. I said, wow. In that area, you know? Yeah. With a big animal like that, I mean... More or less, from what I understand, their diets are kind of like bears. Yeah. Whatever they uh, can get when they can, and they adapt to their surrounding. I found something else in here that's pretty interesting, too. We were talking about how um, it sometimes smells and sometimes doesn't smell. It says, the overpowering odor associated with some Sasquatch encounters, such as those described in Chapter 8, is likely of similar glandular origin. This would account for its overwhelmingly presence in some encounters and absence from most others. Hmm. Food for thought. Yeah. So, I mean, John John Bendernagel is obviously smarter than I am about he, Bigfoot. He is a good dude, man. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. I'm going to, y'all talk, I'm going to look up something here. Um. Like I was saying before, his his book is probably one of the best books, and I highly recommend it for anybody that that gets into Bigfoot and don't doesn't know that much about it. His book is one of the best books. And whenever I first met him, I'm not sure if I talked about the story, but whenever I first met him, it was at uh, the first annual TBRC Bigfoot Conference. And whenever I approached him, I asked him a bunch of questions. I asked, I asked him like you know about bears and howls and what I thought about Bigfoot's, what they did. And, you know, and he, he's a smart dude. He's a smart dude, retired, writing books, going around, probably, you know, just speaking and stuff. That's how he got probably most of his money. But, you know, I would I would tell him what I thought Texas Bigfoot was. And he, he was like, he pulled out a pad, he pulled out a pen, he started writing down whatever I was saying. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, he probably, he probably threw it away or never going to use it ever which is okay with me, but the fact that he took the time to write down what I was saying, Mm -hmm. a novice, a a newbie to Bigfoot, I thought was tremendous, and I respected him so much. He's such a great guy, and I'm I'm so sorry he passed, and I wish I would have talked to him a little bit more uh, before his passing, but he was so friendly, he was so nice, he was so infatuated with Texas chili. (laughs) (laughs) I know I talked to you guys off, off show about it, but he was like, 
he was just so fascinated with it. And he says, oh, this is so good. And he was like, you know, he, he was eating the bowl. And then whenever he was talking to me, he, he, had, he had it inside of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating it in a cup talking to me about Bigfoot. So, so I thought that was, that was super cool. His wife was really nice, too. So, um, but, um, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that he's, he's, he's a good author, a good person. And I, I can't say enough good things about that guy. So. But um, smells. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's talking about it being a a glandular um, activity, and I'm just I'm trying to look up like the like the sweat gland. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably butcher this, but it's uh, apocrine, apocrine, apocrine sweat gland. And I'm probably butchering it. I butcher a lot of things, man. It's okay. <clears throat> but um. Do you remember in Hallsville? But we didn't smell anything then, did you? No, it was it was it was too no, cold. It was really cold because it was like I don't even remember what time of year it was, but it was definitely winter and it was it was freezing and, and you damp. Could, you could you could see our breath too. Yeah, yeah. So. absolutely. I know that that cold covers up a lot of smells though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things that I mean that's why they put you know dead people on ice. Yeah, because it keeps them from smelling. Anyway, I'm not I'm not finding what I want to find, but um, <clears throat> I just think it's interesting that um, he brings up that that it's glandular because I know that not all of our glands are the same. I mean, we do emit odor if we work out. Yeah, um, we stink, mm-hmm. but I know all of us don't stink the same. Yeah, right? and there's a lot of things <clears throat> that are probably going on. You know, of course, there's argument that we don't produce pheromones, but I'm pretty sure we do. You know. Yeah. Where that we don't realize we're smelling things and we're mm-hmm. picking up on signals that yeah. I mean there's probably plenty of stuff that we do like that that we have no idea. Yeah. And that's what I, I was trying to see if there's any correlation between human glandular and, and Bigfoot, but it's that's yeah. for another time. It's, it's too much to get into. So, so it's deeper research than I have time to do right here. So I know that like if like say for example, if we eat like a lot of garlic. Mm-hmm. We're gonna admit that smell. Yeah, we're gonna okay. with our sweat. I, I can give you a perfect example. When I was in in uh, MOS school uh, for the Marine Corps, um, we'd go out and get really drunk, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking really, really drunk. And we would have to be in PT formation at three thirty in the morning the next morning, and we wouldn't get back until like one, two o'clock. Mm. So we didn't have time to sober mm-hmm. up before we're in PT formation. So we 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 roll out at three thirty for PT, and when we're running, we smell like a we smell mm-hmm. like a brewery or you know bourbon or something. Yeah, we smell like liquor, beer, whatever. Um, but it was just a whole platoon of vodka. Just <laughs> you could smell us from a mile away because that's what was we were sweating out that. Yeah. That liquor, that beer, and they made us run harder every single time. Yeah, we threw up a lot, but that 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 is that's a good point. If they're eating, I mean, they might eat skunk. I don't know. Yeah. They, they might eat, you know. Yeah, I've dead I, animals. I mean, they might I, eat rotten eggs. I, I've had some eyewitness reports of Bigfoots eating roadkill. That I they, mean, that, it makes sense. That they see, you know, like a deer got hit and. Because so, you did, you have. They are uh, omnivores, right? Right. They're, they they're, eat whatever. They're opportunistic. So yeah. They. I mean, I've. I know I've talked about a story about um, them eating out of a 
grease pit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they. I don't know if you said that on here, but I know that we've talked about it all. Yeah, I don't recall. I, I, we talked so much about Big Five. <laughs> I don't know if I did it on the show or not. I know that I know that you 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 you've told me that they've eaten out of grease pits. Yeah, grease pits. Uh, and they, again, they like uh, they like menstrual cycles. Yeah, um, I know that you you yep. made a comment about yeah, that's kind of. Common about that. Mm-hmm. They like that that smell, and that's a very pungent. Uh, pungent, yeah, that's a good word. It's a very pungent smell. Um, and if they're anything like deer, well, yeah. then they can smell from yeah way far away. So, I mean, I, I I'm not so uh, I'm not so bent against it now. Yeah, because I mean, like because like most of the time, you know, whenever I did a sighting report in an area. And I did ask the question about smell. They smelled anything, and they would say, "Oh, you know, maybe you know we get skunks out here." So, so I always ask, "What's in the area?" Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like fish hatchery or, um, you know, a farm. They're growing onions or turnips or whatever, you know. And I, I always ask, "Well, what's in the area?" And try to find out and do the research and drive around and look at maps and stuff. So it is possible that a Bigfoot sits in that, in that area eating whatever, mm-hmm. you know, viable, and they give off the odor. Or, or so, it's it's possible that some stink worse than others. Yeah. yeah. They don't so, all smell the same, you know. Yeah. Even in the same areas, eating the same things. Because like I said, I know some people, man, they sweat and they, whew, mm-hmm. man, it's bad. <laughs> like real bad. I just thought of and then, ex-boyfriends of mine. I know I know some people that can sweat like crazy and it Yeah. They don't even stink. Yeah. I mean it, as you can it's like a testosterone. It's like a I mean there's a there's a different smell yeah. but it's not like oh man you stink, you yeah. know. So I mean big stinker. I guess uh I I still, you know. Yeah. That's that's okay. But it's 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 <clears throat> all this stuff is very interesting to me. You know, it's it fu- is. It's funny because I I've li- I've listened to other radio shows and stuff like that. I don't think anybody's ever talked about smells, Bigfoot smells. <laughs> so I mean, well, I mean, it's it, part of the the mythos of yeah, it. Yeah. It's something to touch on, and how I like to look at it is from compare and contrast and yeah. known animals. You know, things that we already know about, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is the possibility. And it kind of makes sense when you break it down from a, instead of like just some yeah whatever fantastic point of view. You know, I almost want to go back and talk to the guy, the one that gave me the Longville story, and ask ask that question if he smelled anything. If he smelled anything, because I don't recall asking him that. Well, so. I would I would th- again, um, going back to me and my if I was, if I'm running and I'm not looking for very much detail right um but you I, would, you would know that right but here's the thing that is your smell is the sense that's the most closely related to memory yeah. it, it 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 is it's the out of all senses that you have mm-hmm. smell is most related to memory mm-hmm. so if I would remember a smell like right to this day you can you could spray a can of WD-40 that quick. I'm thinking of my papaw. Yeah. Because my papaw used WD-40 for everything. I mean, everything. Spray some WD-40 on it. Spray yeah. some W. I always, um, uh, Britt, my wife, makes fun of me because. Um, Tussin. Uh, I use uh, Febreze <laughs> all the time. But in big my big fat Greek wedding, the dad it's uses Windex. Windex. He squirts everything with Windex. Yeah. Well, that was my papaw. My papaw, man, everything was WD-40. WD-40. 
So if I smell WD forty, it's instant back to my. So that's why if 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 I was in an in, in, in an I would remember us. Yeah, I would remember, especially if it was this this pungent. If it was this, I mean this full of odor and, and nasty. Yeah, that is something that. But that's not something that you have to like. You know work at getting the detail of you right. know what I mean? it's 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 yeah it's not hard to be like oh man i smell it you don't have yeah. to be looking at it you don't have to be facing it you don't have to be it's just oh man i smell it every time i think about fresh cut grass i just i think about my dad because he, yeah, he's yeah. mexican right no <laughs> i'm no. sorry i'm sorry oh, that's horrible snap <laughs> No, it was. Oh no! It's because it, our listeners. It's because he used to make me cut the grass all the time. Yeah, but that you, when you smell fresh cut grass, fresh fresh cut grass, you remember your dad. Yeah. yeah. So, do you my, have any smells like that, Ash? Sure. You know, car grease and oh, like for my dad specifically, um, gun oil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a cop, and of course, yeah. he has his own his own arsenal. <laughs> The but that collector, you know. But that's you could be but, anywhere. Yeah. You could be anywhere, not having anything to do with your dad, and yeah. you smell gun oil, and it's yeah, boom. So yeah. anybody out there, if you see a Bigfoot, smell, smell, <laughs> get a big whiff. Don't run without smelling. And then ask it how old it is. <laughs> if you see what, a three, if you see it identifies as yeah, ask you know, see if you can see his nose. And it also yeah. like. <laughs> I, nothing because it probably doesn't speak English. It'll go. <laughs> that scared me, man. Sorry. I wasn't well, that's what it sounds. That's, that's what supposed that to. recording sound like. Yeah, that one that we're talking about. Yeah, that <laughs> that we played. That weird garbly. <laughs> that's exactly what it said. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, that that song that I played you guys. That, that, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that Italian composer. It's like this isn't English, <laughs> but this is what English sounds like to us. Right. Yeah. And it's almost where it sounds like it should be something, but it's nothing. Yeah. Know? There were there were times where it did sound. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. But, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So what what should this episode be named? Mm. I don't know. That's what that. Yeah. Let's do it. Just name it. Uh. <laughs> we can we can name it uh sweat glands let's 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 keep that in our back pocket okay i was still have a lot of shouting i was gonna say smelly bigfoot but we, why does we, that's a little on the nose smelly cat smelly cat no <clears throat> so we're we're like 47 seconds in 47, <laughs> 47 seconds, seconds. <laughs> just gonna stay with me now forever <laughs> but um, we'll we'll get a we'll get a name out there. We'll get yeah. a title out there. Simon, catch a tone. So, so smelly Bigfoot. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's just me, but it's like again, it's just me. So, ooh, that smell. Ooh, that smell. That's a good one. <laughs> what a great reference. Is it a song? <laughs> Is it a song? If you if you could have seen the look <laughs> on mine and Ash's just, face whenever he asked that. <laughs> so he, no, no, he no. so he counters with Justin Timberlake. You can't hide behind wow. old JT forever for everything. Man. You can't fight your well, battles for him. Hey, we'll let you look that up, okay? It's so it's so good though. No, I'm talking about we'll oh. let you look up ooh that smell. Oh, okay. I like that. That you you just 
bumped up a major level in my book right there. Thanks, Ash. man. Not you. Thanks, man. You don't even know what we're talking about. What a great reference. What? What? I, I, uh, you're, you're outvoted two to one. Thanks, ooh, man. Ooh, Thanks. that smell. Thanks, man. <laughs> so. I'm just, I'm a little bit jealous that I did not come up with that. So. Gotta get up early morning. Get yep. up with this one here. <laughs> Gotta get up early and do your research on black eyed children and buy pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, I can go on a fucking adventure. <laughs> Good grief! We can't just go to the store and get something. It's yeah. gotta be. Oh man, it's gonna be two hours, and then the internet goes down or the system goes. We down. don't know what you ordered or who you are, <laughs> but here you go anyway. Here's some pizza. Here's some pizza. Whatever. And then we wanted some cinnamon rolls, and they couldn't even make them. I was upset. <clears throat> that would have made that would have made everything worthwhile. But hey, we ended up getting. Uh, gummy worms, and I got a Butterfinger uh, um, Sunday. We got uh, velvet, velvet, red, red, red velvet, velvet cupcakes. yeah, cupcakes up there. Y'all hadn't even touched them yet. Too sweet. Got a little QT. Simone, QT in the clutch. I wanted, to, I wanted like just a little bit of segment to talk about the Mandalorian, but you haven't seen it all. <sighs> I haven't seen it. You still haven't watched it all. I yeah, I fell asleep. Come Sorry, on. I have- we can, the flu. Hey, okay. we can talk about to it's, the point where you stopped, right? Yeah. It's only up to episode four, right? Five. It's five. Oh, man, I'm behind. Are you really? I haven't seen five yet. I've only then, seen four. Then we, can't, then we can't talk about it, then. Yeah. What did, what, when, which one did you get to? To the newest one. On five? Yeah. Man, you're ahead of me. I'm clowning on you, and you're ahead of me. I really watched it. I I'm, watched, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ash. Today. I need so, to watch it. I'll watch it when yeah, I get home. So we can't, we can't night. talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah, now. we can't talk about it because I'm behind. Look at me trying to clown, and I'm the clown. There's cute You're baby supposed things. to hit. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thanks. So, is Baby Yoda in it? Of course. Of course. Yeah, he's the best thing in the show. Yeah. He's the best part. He walks around. I don't know. Uh, Mandalorian is pretty bad to the bone. He makes Giggles a lot in this episode. Oh, good. He's becoming more vocal. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, it's um, I think it's um, I don't know. It's probably one of the best shows around. Uh, hands down. Yeah, Mandalorian is awesome. It is a really, really good show. It is well. Besides, my kids wanted me to watch it with him. One of the main reasons why I started watching Star Wars. Yeah. It's because of the Mandalorian. Yeah, but I, I, t- I told you to watch it because and you said, I haven't seen Star Wars. And I said, I know. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. to. You don't, you don't have to. to. But it only. It helps. But what it was, it was just like, okay, if this is this good, then I got to check out what Star Wars is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's this good and this is based on the Star Wars um, uh, franchise. Well, I can't, say, I can't say this about this episode. <clears throat> you already saw New Hope, right? Yeah. Okay. This episode will kind of take you back. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So because see, you you told me I've I've only seen two of them. Right. I've seen New Hope and Return of the Jedi. No. I mean, not Return of the Jedi. Uh, Empire, Strikes Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, Return of the Jedi is the next one I got to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, you told me that Empire Strikes Back is like one of your top five movies. Yes. I liked New Hope more than I liked Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's understandable. Yeah. So if it takes me back to New Hope, that's kind of a cool thing for yeah, me. Yeah, it is. Because I, 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 I really enjoyed New Hope. Because you're going to watch it and you're going to say, oh my God, I already saw that. 
Awesome. There's so. that thing with the thing and the thing. And yeah. the other thing that I saw with the thing. And these thingies. <laughs> I just like that it has all the mon- like yeah. all the big animals that they ride on and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, not that I didn't like Empire Strikes Back. I liked it a lot. Right. It was good. But I liked New Hope more than I liked uh, Empire Strikes Back. I, I, I loved Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you know, yeah. Empire yeah, it's Strikes like top five, yeah. Because it's, um, it's the introduction of Yoda. Yeah. And, yeah. I, that's, and I loved it. That was, um, one, I didn't know how funny Yoda was. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty funny little green dude, man. And uh, I loved it when he took uh, 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 Luke's uh, food and he was eating it. And then Luke took it back and then he crawled into the little yeah. into the little uh, thing to get some more. But He says, how do you eat this and get so big? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so I didn't realize, I, I had no idea Yoda was that funny. Yeah. And I loved it. So, yeah, but, George, uh, George Lucas originally wanted to make uh, Luke Skywalker like Yoda. That, that was that was his concept. That wouldn't have worked. Well, he he did it in Willow. Yeah, yeah. He, the good guy mm-hmm. is a short person. Yeah. So, um, but that was his original. I think um, it's very um, like hobbity. Yeah. Original, you know, Lord of the Rings, unlikely hero. Yeah. Type, yeah. You know, I mean. But that, I'm just saying, Yoda is enough. Well, you don't need you don't need two Yodas. Yeah, because it it's worked. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that was his original plan. His original plan was to and here's the thing: make the small and make the hero the small. If if that if he would have done it, it probably would have worked too. It probably would have been possibly because you haven't seen Return of the Jedi, but you know about the Ewoks, right? Mm-hmm. That's why he kind of incorporated that too. Yeah. They're small, they're cute little fluffy yeah. dogs, and they're pretty pretty. Back yeah. to the bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he kind of redid it. He kind of redid it there too. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. So he kept the he kept the kind of the the odd ideology. Of yeah, the, but it just wasn't the main character. It just wasn't the main character. So, which is pretty cool because yeah. the Ewoks are pretty cool. Yeah, I wish they, they would have done a trilogy with Willow. Yeah. It seemed like that. That's where it was heading. That they're yeah. Oh, yeah. More with that. Because so, he created like this whole big huge universe and backstories and I yeah, know there's like RPGs and stuff with it. But burgle cut. Never, <laughs> burgle cut. <laughs> it never went anywhere. Someday burgle cut. Someday, someday you'll watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this on mic, but I know we've talked about it off mic. How freakishly large Willow's hands are. No. They are giant. He's enormous. A He's a farmer, dude. He's I know, but man, them suckers are big. He's got to grab turnips and so parsimonious. Carry that baby around. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Dannon. What does he say? By no means are we taking this baby. They're just walking. Okay, by. Dada. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. <laughs> they just walk by those laughing. Are the They're oh, just laughing. God. All those stuff. kids are so cute. Oh, yeah. they are adorable. What's funny is the um, uh, Rannon. Is that his name? Rannon or Ronan? I can't remember his name. And then the little girl's name is Mims. Um, yeah. They're, they're like Rannon or something like that. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyway. Mims looks just like my second daughter when she was a baby. I mean, just like her. It's crazy. And then Rannon looks just like my uh, my friend uh, uh, son. His name's Buck. Looks just like him. And it looks just. It looks so much like him that they they asked the 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 little ones that were younger than Buck, who is that in the picture? And they're like, that's Buck. They really thought it was him, but it was the movie. But it was the the picture of of, of Ronan in the movie. So or Ranin, I can't remember his name. It's something like that. Ronan, he's Japanese. <laughs> he's a Japanese. Warrior. I think it's Ranin. I, I really mean, do. it is George Lucas. I'm was gonna a, I'm gonna look it up. Was that a sensei? 
<laughs> without a sensei. But um, I'm I'm excited to see the the new uh, the new Mandalorian because I'm I'm definitely addicted to that show. I might I might just watch it again. So there you go. Oh. I'm excited to see uh, <clears throat> um, Return of the Jedi too. Yeah, you should because that's the next. I'm excited to see all of them. Should be. Then. You should watch uh, Clone Wars too. It's a cartoon, but yeah. it's supposed to be really good. I've seen some of it. It's, not all it's of it, supposed but it's to supposed be uh, before New Hope. Right, yeah. the Clone it, Wars. It, no, Clone it, Wars? Takes, it takes place there, like in between the Clone episode Wars. two and three. Yeah, and the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's ran, ran on. Mims was his daughter, and ran on R A N O N. Sweet, ran in or ran on. Ronan, sweet, Ronan, Ronan, Yeah, so that was close. You were. So how many? How many seconds are we in now? <laughs> 48. 56. 56. So we could technically go to another subject if you okay. want to. Y'all do that. I got to make a... Okay. You ready You ready to go to another subject? Sure. Okay. Here we go. The paranormal. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but I love doing that. They're, they're really? really? <laughs> no, I don't think that you've said that literally every single time. <laughs> At all. It doesn't ring a bell. News to me. So, what I kind of want to talk about on this one was, uh, and I got this from Tanya uh, Moret, the Moret, the moderator for Penn Texas. You know, um, residual hauntings. Oh, yes. So, I know um, most of the time, you know... You know, I haven't got a lot of residual stuff whenever mm-hmm. I was the director or the case director for Penn Texas. I don't know if you did whenever you're with your group. Um, I'm not really sure, honestly, because I can't say anything where I could definitively say, nope, that's not what that was or that is what it right. is, you know, because that seems like a type of thing that would take a lot more of time just because we spread ourselves a little thin. Yeah. When it came, you know, we would have... Usually, more often than not, we would have one night yeah. for X amount of time. Same here. And that's all we'd ever spend on it. It's yeah. like, this is what we found. And more often than not, we didn't follow up. Yeah, because like most of the time, you need like maybe like a week or three days yeah. or something. Because I, like, I'd say three days minimum. Yeah, because like, whether you get it or not, I mean, whether you get something, because residual stuff, man, it's like... You know, I, I I've never experienced it, but I I've read about it, and I've mm-hmm. you know I I've, I've read some books about it. About it's like, it's almost like video play. Yeah, something just plays over and over and over. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it does it it does it acknowledge the person that's witnessing it or uh, the person in the house. Yeah, it just happens. Well, that that that's why there's no why there's no fear involved. Like you shouldn't be afraid of. A residual haunting or something like that because it's there's no like there's residual and intelligent hauntings and yeah. in, in, in intelligent and, hauntings and and there are different types of residual hauntings mm-hmm. too yeah. because sometimes people think that it's a spirit or what have you and uh and like stuck in a time loop basically mm-hmm. yeah but there's also a theory that it is a kind of like where a traumatic event happened. Right. 
and mm-hmm. it imprinted there. So there's right. not a ghost there. It's just that energy is repeating this thing. Or I, ha- mm-hmm. I have a story that I remember being told. I can't remember who told me this or most of the details, but more or less the the story was that um that this woman kept thinking that she heard a voice in her her house her talking on the phone mm-hmm. is kind of what they said and i think what the story eventually led to was that it was actually she was haunting herself from a story or from when she got the call that her child had died during the war mm-hmm. and that had imprinted on the house hmm so it was yeah. like emotional. I don't know how true that is, yeah. but it's just kind of like an example. Some sort of traumatic event that, that's not even, it just leaves a mark on the area. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not, I, mean I, I get about, sorry. No, I, go ahead. I, I get about the residual stuff, how it's in the imprint. Like if someone gets murdered in the house, mm-hmm. um, they're, they, they've gone through all the, the fear and, and, you know, the screams and the loss of life and the energy all spent there. So, but most of the residual stuff that I read about, it's about someone walking through a wall or mm-hmm. just walking through or, you know, saying, or a dance or at a club or something. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, well, uh, uh, walking through the wall could be, well, that wall might not have been there. there. Right. <laughs> right. Now, there was a this, doorway there. Yeah. There was a doorway that, or there wasn't anything there, you know, and now here's a building. So, you know, intelligent hauntings knows it's here and knows that what's here. Right. You know, basically. And can interact. It yeah. knows where it is. Like a residual haunting, it sees, it has no idea. Right. It's in its own reality or its own time or whatever, but it may or may not be a spirit. It could just be an energy imprint. Mm hmm. What? What do you think you guys think contribute to residual haunting? I mean, other than the energy, other than why is the energy captured there? Why, why is the imprint there? I mean, other than it, it's energy upon energy. Again, I I will go back to what you were saying is most residuals are just somebody walking, right? um, Dancing, um, something like that. So kind of piggybacking on what, what Ash said is it's just a moment a memory, right? You know, it's it's a memory of something that happened. Um, and say, okay, say for instance, <clears throat> somebody died in that in that in mm-hmm. that place in that area. Right. Well, their memory was a, a good memory that they had was them dancing with right. this person. Right. Well, when they die, that's the memory they're having. That that might be what they're thinking at that moment, and boom, that energy gets implanted. Right. In, imprinted on that area well what i was kind of getting at was what's the reason why the imprints there, like soil um oh like like soil the ground okay i get you like that like uh minerals right um uh, so some materials retain energy mm -hmm, better than others water so what what are you guys thoughts on that there's a lot there like a a lot of times people um saves there's like a lot of quartz in the ground mm-hmm. because this holds a lot of energy and you know there's different metals and in minerals and mm-hmm. you know of course it's not exactly scientific but you know metaphysically mm-hmm. can hold energies like that right or yeah attract them water water's a Where, big i was just about to say that water water's a huge conductor yeah. conductor of of uh mm-hmm. uh, so so if there's a energy. spring so if there's a spring under a house or under mm-hmm. a property absolutely um so okay yeah i i, I think well 
let's let's talk about Mineral Wells, uh, Texas. How many people went to Mineral Wells, Texas, to get these this water? This is right. supposed to be like like holy water, or like healing water, healing water yeah. and they move here and and Mineral Wells booms because oh we have miracle water, yeah, right. you know, and there are a lot of hauntings in Mineral Wells, Texas, um, because I think there is something to some water has more minerals in it than others. You know, yeah. if, if this area, you know, is, 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 is flowing with, you know, water with, with a ton of minerals in it. and I'm not a, 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 a geologist or anything like that. I don't know anything about, you know, the, what are, I, you, what are you, a geologist? Yeah. A geologist. I just know that water is a, is a huge conductor of, of, of energy. Right. And uh, they, I mean, they use water to make electricity. They use water to, you know, uh, steam. Steam is yeah. will send a locomotive down a track. Yeah, that's a form of water. That's vapor. Yeah, so that's water's powerful. Yeah, that's that's always been interesting to me about. I've I've never experienced it, but um, I you know I've talked to people and interviewed and um, there's some cases that I've interviewed I never got to go investigate I would just interview people right and, mm-hmm. I mean that's more or less my experience with it I mean and again we kind of had ourselves spread a little thin so yeah. we we didn't spend a lot of time because you have your outside life too it wasn't our 24 hour job you know right. we'd have like one case a month mm-hmm. you know any more than that would be a, a overwhelming because it was at most maybe three four people and two of us are actually putting in the work right mm-hmm. <laughs> doing the the research and the interviews and then reviewing evidence and everything like that so we didn't really get a lot of time to to spend in places and a lot of the places we weren't went weren't local you know yeah going from tyler and longview to jefferson or you know to waxahachie or you know what have you so we would have like maybe at most two days, yeah. you know, a day and overnight, yeah. and then the morning, and then that's and, it. And you also take into the consideration the exhaustion of it all. Yeah. I mean, you're because oh you're, and it's not physically exhausting; it's just mentally draining, which causes it to become physically yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I mean, you can only stare at a blank screen <laughs> at a dark room for yeah, hours for, on for end so for so long. long, and then you gotta you gotta make sure that you're not. Imprinting your own, imprinting mm-hmm. your own memories and own thoughts into what you're looking at because your yeah. eyes are going to get fuzzy and, you know, so. You stare at something long enough. It's kind of like um, one of those th- those pictures where you you stare at yeah, it and, and some, your eyes and here go comes out of a focus. Dolphin. And, yeah, and yeah. it's exactly like that. So, but it, it, as far as residual and, and, it, and it being there, I mean. I think it's like like Ash said. It's it's just the imprint in time that that it's just it's and you mentioned it too, Robert. It's just a playback. Like if you put yeah. a scene on a movie and you just you took that clip and just played it over and over, it, it mm-hmm. like Groundhog Day, yeah. kind of like Groundhog Day, more or less. And I think a lot of people get that confused with uh, a lot of times uh, there are spirits that you know. Of course, theoretically, I'm not saying definitively, obviously, but um, that. They don't realize they're not just living, they're going about their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not aware of their surroundings. I wouldn't say that that's the same thing as a residual haunting to yeah. me. Yeah. There are two different things, and a lot of times people inter- interchange well, those things, too. Well, um, 
residual is the same exact thing happening. The same, there are similar activities, like yeah. you were saying, there are similar activities that can go on and, and it not be residual. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might be an intelligent uh, um, uh, spirit or intelligent haunting or whatever you want to call it that's doing it, but it, it's uh, it's doing similar things. But yeah. a, a residual is exactly the same thing. It, I mean, every time it's just the same yeah, exact it's thing. It's not just they're not aware that they're, you know, dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they don't know that you're there. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a lot of, I mean, there's fine lines, you know, between different definitions and like this might be this, but also this, but this is not this, you know? Yeah. I wanted to share a story. I'm not sure if it's residual, mm-hmm. but it had something to do with uh, some kind of material. So, um, and this was probably like, I don't know, like four years ago. Um, Penn, Texas was just slowing down. Uh, we had we had lost um, like the majority of our members um, were really old and they didn't want to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. it was a couple of members that just moved out of state. So it was just me and Kendall for the longest time, for like two years, two, three years. And I got a case. <clears throat> I want to say it was in it was in Colleen. It was on the, the base, the base of Colleen. Uh, this guy reached out to me uh, the via the Penn, Texas uh, Facebook page. And he was, uh, he had, he had been overseas and he came back and he called me in, in duress. And so he was telling me that he had just got back uh, from overseas and that he had just got back into his house that was on the base. He had a dog and that, um, he was watching TV one night, and no, it was that night, whenever he called me. Um, he was watching TV. His dog got up and went to the back room and started barking. And so the guy thought he had an intruder on base, which he, he thought, he said that he thought it was brazen, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. So he gets up, goes to the back, goes to the back of the, the, his back bedroom, pulls his firearm, his, his pistol, and he sees a, a silhouette facing I guess the wall and this thing had turned around and it was, he said it was dressed all in black and this thing turned around, didn't have a face. Mm-hmm. And he said that the thing said to him, we are one of many and then disappeared. And so, um, he freaked out. He grabbed his dog, went out, he went to a hotel, messaged me on messenger Gave me his number. I called him. I said, "What's up?" And so I think I remember you telling me about yeah. this guy because you were talking to him. So not yeah, long ago. Yeah, and it was um, I I talked to him on the phone for maybe like ten minutes, and we were going over stuff. And I told him, I said, "Well, it's this was like I think on a Tuesday or something." Mm-hmm. I said, "I won't be able to get there till Friday." So I told him, "Hey, um, I go. Have you been in this house before?" He says, yeah, I was, he, he was telling me, I don't know how true this is, Chris, but from, from a military standpoint, you tell me, okay. um, when you go overseas, do you, do you keep the same house, the same station house? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when he got, well, back, it, it depends. Um, did he have family? No, it was just him and his dog. Okay. So, um, if he had, if you have a house on post, if you're single and you're in the military, you don't stay in a house. Mm-hmm. If they're giving you the housing, you don't stay in a house unless you're like an officer. Right. Um, I can't remember if you, you said it was you, a house or apartment. You stay in, in a barracks. Okay. In a barracks room. 
And sometimes when you leave, most of the time when you come back, you're going to be back in the same room. But there are times where they will move you rooms. Um, okay. But if you're in a house and you have a family and it's, 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 it's given to you by the military mm-hmm. and you have a wife and kids and all that, you're going to come back to the same room. Same house. And most of the time, most of the time, I'm going to say probably 98% of the time, if you're single living in the barracks, you're going to come back to that same room. Okay. So, so I wasn't, I, I can't remember whether he said he was, he was married or not. I'm pretty sure he was single, but he was, he was saying that he saw this thing then left, left the base, went to a motel and called me, messaged me. And then I called him and we talked on the phone and I asked him, have you been there before? He says, yeah. I said, did anybody else see it? He says, no. I said, um, how long have you been back? He says, just a couple of weeks. I go, did you bring anything back with you? From overseas, I go. Where were you? He was in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, hmm. and he's trying to think about what he brought back. And then eventually, he got to where he brought back a chess, like a wooden chess, that he bought at some market. Yeah, he probably bought it at a bazaar. Yeah, and so I said, I go. It's got to be the chess. So I said, um, I go. What kind of wood is it? He says, I don't know. It's like some kind of dark wood and. He bought it and it was, he shipped it here and it was here whenever he got back. Mm-hmm. And so um, I proceeded to talk to him more. I said, I'll call you again tomorrow. And then I called him again and he didn't, he didn't want to answer. So I called him a couple more times and I texted him, nothing. And so I called him from a different number and he answered. And I said, hey, man, I go, I can't, I can't help you if you don't let me help you. And... um he eventually just hung up on me and I never talked to him again. But um, I had, I thought it was fascinating that maybe this thing was tied into that, that chest mm-hmm. and the wood and something. I don't know, but um, I thought it was kind of odd and I never got to, I think he was embarrassed. I think if I would, cause I told him I had to come out to the base and mm-hmm. he'd had to let me on right. base. So he probably would have got ridiculed. But he'd have to probably go through a lot of, lot of red tape to yeah. get you to come out there so but he said that he didn't have anybody else with him at the time which i i don't know how true that was but unfortunately i would think that my first question of course would be what his mental health state right is. i was gonna say if he's if he's coming back from deployment or anything like that where where's his mind at that's that's yeah, a great question yeah. yeah i mean even before that i mean he could have you know not necessarily you know there are I have to speak from my own personal experience with post-traumatic stress. You mm-hmm. do hallucinate. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, even apart from that, it could be have forms of schizophrenia and, and things like that. Because, I mean, is this something that he sees often? Mm. Or was it just that one time? Yeah, I never, you know? I never got that far. Because that, I mean... What he says, it's, uh, it's creepy. But, I mean, it's not that uncommon to hear that in... Horror movies and things like mm-hmm. that, you know. I can think of countless ones. I mean, you know, just the exorcist where they claim, you know, say that very line. I mean, it's from the Bible, you know. Yeah. We are many. Yeah. Um, Mark 5. Yeah. Well, I, first nine. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can say from personal experience that I've had um, a spirit follow me. Um, and again, when I was a kid... Um, we used to go to Graham, Texas, uh, for our uh, for our family reunions, and my aunt out there, 
she uh, she had a ghost she called Homer. And, I mean, she lived with this thing for a long time. And mm-hmm. it never bothered her. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't, you know, it didn't hurt nobody. It just kind of messed with stuff. And it played one particular song on the radio. And so when we... Um, when we got back one time, because we'd been out there numerous times, when we got back from there, um, we started we started you know noticing things happening in our house that were similar to the ones that were happening in in uh, my aunt Jackie's house with this this ghost Homer, and you know we we deduced the fact that. This this spirit followed us here because we asked it, "Do you like music?" And it played the song. How did it play it? So it played it through our radio. This radio just cut our, on through our boombox. Radio radio just cut off. Yeah, boom. No, it was on. The radio was on, but it went straight to that song. Oh, I see. So, so that's a lot of power. Yeah, it's a ton of power. And as a kid, I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm like half freaked out, half amazed yeah. by it. I feel like, so, you know, if you want to give in the possibility, I, mean, I think things like that probably happen a lot more than we think. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, people that we're close for or, or you know, what have you that kind of are just kind of in the background, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we never, we never, we might not never ever notice. Yeah. But sometimes they do let themselves be seen, you know. But I, I don't know if my story was residual, but. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say because yeah. that's with that information. Yeah. You know, he just that's has that one story. I was going to say that's very little information yeah. to to go on. Um and I mean, if it was if it was because of this this chest, if this chest is is haunted or something along with this chest attached to attached to it, it could be residual to that chest. Yeah. You know, it could be that chest is what but, carries the energy. Also, you know, you know, military bases like that have <laughs> how many people come through there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how old that house is, it's probably from the World did War you, era. Did, did you mention where he was stationed? Killeen. Killeen. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Fort Hood. Yeah. That's the, so that's the biggest military many, installation yeah. in the known world. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's so hard to go off of just that little information, yeah. but yeah, it I, would make sense to me that places like that would have a lot of energy yeah. because there's so many people in and out, and there's yeah, so mm-hmm. much. I mean, they reuse for years and years and years yeah. for those houses and well, the the type of struggle that those people have gone through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really reached out. I really tried to reach out to this guy and I tried to help him, but he didn't want the help. After he reached out to me, he seemed right. kind of desperate and there's despair. There, there's a lot of PTSD that goes on right <laughs> in those areas and. Um, I've worked with several with several uh, soldiers with PTSD. Um, I've gone through my my ordeal um, with it, and it's very powerful. And oh, again, God, yes. we've we've talked about how um, they prey on the powerless mm-hmm. spirits prey on those who are not thinking clearly um they're open to it they're open to it and when you're in that state when you're going through especially uh, when you've had a traumatic a seriously just traumatizing event that's happened in your life 
they are going to jump all over that and they're going to make you they're going to residual make you see that over and over and over in your mind and they're, they're it's it's going to drive you crazy and i mean i've been there and i've worked with many people that have been there and it's serious so you know who who knows where this guy's state of mind is it and and i can i can say because he just flat stopped talking to you um maybe that's because he he you know he wasn't in a stable spot at that moment you know maybe he was I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. say anything and, because I don't have enough information. You know, yeah. Also, it might not have meant to be malevolent. Yeah. yeah. Because just because it appeared dark and there was no, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's just the only way it can manifest. Yeah. Maybe because, not enough energy I mean, in that house. Yeah. Of course, you see somebody that you don't know in your house. Regardless, if it's a person, it's going to be scary. Yeah. If it's a faceless shadow that speaks to you. Yeah. Like that, but. It could just that just is just how it appeared, and it couldn't help it. It's not that it meant it to be malevolent. It just that's going to be scary regardless of how right. it appeared. It could look like an angel, and it still would have scared the shit out of you because it's like, why are you in my house? Exactly. What are you? <laughs> you know? What are you doing here? And why are you telling me you're one of many? So because I mean, that's going to be our first reaction mm-hmm. to anything yeah. we don't understand is don't fear because that's of survival mm-hmm. instinct. Yeah. Well, that knee jerk reaction is. Mm-hmm. That's not right because it's not right. So, yeah. um, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can tell you this: if it was, there's a lot of energy on military installations. There's a ton of energy floating around the whole base, um, everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in the housing developments because they're all like um, uh, duplexes or they're all yeah. like townhomes. Stress. So, all kinds I of mean, stuff. all kinds of. It's just, I mean, there's a lot of energy. On uh, on military installations, so man, there's just really cool story. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to dig into it more and, yeah. and and learn about it. But man, maybe this box. I, I love how you said not enough energy because if it's if this box is supposed to be in one place, it might have more energy in the place that it's supposed to be. But you take it Originated. away from that place, yeah. yeah. You take it away from that place, and it's not going to have that much energy, but it still has enough to to manifest this this mist or whatever it was. But here's my thing. There has to be this thing put out a full sentence. Yeah. A full sentence. Yeah. And for anything to put out a full sentence, there's got to be massive amounts of energy for it to produce that kind of vocalization. And maybe that's why it couldn't manifest any further is because it was concentrating on what it was trying mm -hmm. to say. It's concentrated more on his message, more on its message than it is it's, it's appearance. appearance. I never so, thought of that, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good point. FYI, I'm messaging Tanya that we're talking about residual hunting right now. <laughs> and she's responding. <laughs> so any any time, any kind of vocalization, it, that that's a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. And and for him to hear it, because most I'll tell you, most of the time when you hear you have to go back and listen to it again to make out what it's saying. Yeah. You have to go back to the recording and listen to it again before you can truly understand because you'll hear it, but most of the time it's so quick or it's so faint that you can't hear it. Now, for this yeah, guy to to hear that that clearly, that's a ton of energy. Yeah, and that's why, unfortunately, I kind of feel like it might have been just in his own mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean that's that's a good point because um, I mean I know I know with 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 soldiers 
like to this day, I, I will go around and I will look at the tops of every building that I'm around, mm. everywhere that I go. I will scan the tops of them all the way down to the bottom. I will make sure that I know my entrances and my exits everywhere I go. I asked to be changed at this table, and I, I know I'm safe here, but I asked when we got this new table to sit facing the door because mm-hmm. I can't stand having my, my back to the door. Back to the door, yeah. At work, I asked for my, my back to be to the wall, for my face to, to be facing the door. So in, in that instance, it's, you know, those are things that that are there because of the incidents that's happened to me. Right. In, in in my life, I I can't get away from that. Yeah, and like Ash said, without any more information, without any more, it could be that this guy is just manifesting this in his own mind. Could be, and he is because to hear something that clear, <clears throat> it's very, very, very seldom that you get something that clear. Yeah, audibly like that. Just that aud- your, yeah. yeah, naked ear. So just yeah, just I mean in my own I mean obviously I've never had combat but you know I have, I have post traumatic stress and a lot of times that's what I see I see shadow figures yeah just out of the corner of my eye because that's what my brain is saying it's like there's someone over there when it's just a regular shadow or it's like right. you know just something mm-hmm. else you know <clears throat> an amorphous figure or whatever but that's what my head sees constantly I think I've seen yeah shadows out the corner of my I, eye I think in theory um. The corneas of your eyes, the corners mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. are open to ultraviolet more mm-hmm. than the front yeah. of your that eyes. That makes sense. So. And, and and you made the com- comment, Ash, that you haven't seen combat. By no means, you do not have to yeah. see combat to yeah. have PTSD. Absolutely not. You know, I was in an abusive relationship. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Four years, and you know, there's 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 many people, many many people. I think there's more people out there. That don't know they have PTSD. That do Absolutely. have PTSD. And even when you're diagnosed with it, just going in, you know, and just watching videos and stuff. And you know, that's something that one of my best friends she's going through uh, therapy for that too, and to identify these things, mm-hmm. and these manifestations, and the things that that can cause it, and and how it it you know because you can, especially when you're a child mm-hmm. in that sort of environment, and the way that you, your brain develops and the way you react to things. You don't realize it. And then yeah. suddenly whenever it's spelled out to you, mm. it's just like, wow. Yeah. Everything makes sense now. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's it's like you, you have a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And and these pieces of these puzzle are, are sitting in front of you. And you remember some of them. And you're like, okay, that one goes there. And that one goes there. But when that trauma happens, you know, that, that part of the puzzle is like, it's all it might be flipped around it might be put way over here it might be scrambled or whatever and then when you have that wow moment you're like whoa okay so now the puzzle starts getting put back together but when the puzzle gets put back together it's it's not exactly it might not be exactly how you remember it it might not be exactly how you how you how you felt or whatever but it's still there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, repression that yeah. you don't even think about. I yeah, feel like mundane, nothing like you know. I go back and look at my my old statuses or something. I'm like I have no idea. I don't remember any of these days at all. There's like yeah. a, a four or five year period, and you know a lot of it was the medication I was on and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like your brain 
it, it's like it's survival. It yeah. represses yeah. it. It puts it away. And you're like, that was me. And then sometimes it just comes uh, back up. Boom. boom. Yeah. Like it's happening right in front of you. <clears throat> and that's 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 so many people out there. They think that. You have to be in combat, or you have to be a soldier. Oh yeah, or you have to, oh yeah. I've because, had, and but, they ridicule the shit out of you. And you know, I've, yeah, you know, I I don't like to hide things like that because I want people to know this. Like it's not something. It's just the shit that people have said to me. It's just like, I mean, I no offense to anybody, male or anything, but you know, usually these, you know, the ones that gotta puff it up and like, you know, I'm in this and you know. I'm a roughneck and badass. Yeah. And I'm in, you know, I'm in the military, and, you know, and they've never actually interacted with people that have that trauma mm-hmm. because honestly, the best person that helped me through it was my friend that is, was airborne mm-hmm. and has yeah. experience. Cause you can because, relate. Exactly. You can relate. And it's like, I just don't understand that people that are in that field that talk to other people like that. It's like, do you not talk to your fellow soldier? I, I, will, I will say this, and, and anybody that puts on a uniform, thank you for your service for putting it on. Absolutely. But Absolutely. But there, there, are, kinds. there are some out there, and from my experience, the ones that brag about it the most have seen the less. Yes. Have seen the least. Yes. <laughs> it always works that way. It, it always works that way. They, 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 the they brag and brag and brag. Bags. I've done this yeah. and I've done that. They've done nothing. And, you know, and, and by no means... Am I trying to say uh, negative about the military? Yeah, I, I served. Just, I've served you know. ten years, but I've seen it firsthand. Right. You know, and I mean, if you brag about of, it and that, you, you that put type other of, of, of you know, just like in our law enforcement or firefighters, it, 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 it attracts exactly. that personality. Type. Exactly, and that could be in anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anything. The one that the one the dog that barks the loudest. Right. Is usually the one that does the least. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about military, but that's probably Craig Wall Heater there. Well, I, I was going to say that's in anything. You know, if, if you bags that if don't know what the fuck they're talking if about. If you're carrying a, an autographed picture around of yourself, <laughs> I mean, in penny loafers. Come on now. So, but I'm just, I'm just, and and here's here's the thought too. Um, a haunting in your life can be a traumatic experience, right? Uh, to induce. Post-traumatic stress. You can get post-traumatic stress from a haunting in your life. Mm -hmm. Because as a child, as an adult, we are all afraid. We are all scared. Mm -hmm. And if something shocks us enough to traumatize us, you have PTS. Mm -hmm. And and, and maybe maybe some residual hauntings are from... I'm just coming up with this right now. I'm just thinking of this in my head right now. Maybe that's after that story. Yeah, after that story. Only give an example, of course, this is in the movie, is uh, the American Haunting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, where it's like, you know, kind of half that, half poltergeist, where it was the girl was the one creating the haunting because it was her energy, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a pubescent girl and this thing, you know, not to give away this movie, but this bad, this traumatic thing happened to her and it created a manifestation Mm -hmm. of a poltergeist-like activity, which would be kind of of the same, a little bit of the the same thing, you know, an an imprinting of energy and, you know, so kind of in that thought, you know, poltergeist-like activity Mm -hmm. of that nature and residuals are kind of, you know, it's all energy is not actually a right. ghost yeah. it's just your energy is manifesting and doing these things yeah so kind of like 
telekinetic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's and cool. and and talk about schizophrenic. You know, a schizophrenic cannot tell the difference between reality mm. and and what's not reality. It, they especially can't, if they are not diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, people. I, I I've known people that have schizophrenia, but. You know, it takes a while before they can identify, mm-hmm. just like with any other mental health thing, identify the markers of it, of what is real and what is not. Mm-hmm. And what Depression. Yeah. Yeah. Depression will do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. You do not think rationally when Absolutely you're depressed. Not. You know, I've you been know? in that state before where it's just like, how I describe it, it feels like you're inside your body watching yourself do yeah. these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, talking about this, that's what makes ghost sightings and, and paranormal activity, that's what makes it so skeptical. Because there's so many drugs out there. There's so many, you know. Your brain does a lot Your brain yeah. is so powerful and it's, it, it's so crazy that it can, you, you can make yourself see all kinds of crap. You can because make yourself believe all kinds yeah, of crap. You're trying to rationalize it. And yeah. it comes down to survival, it's like. I think I've mentioned it before about how, you know, with uh, like alien sightings, mm-hmm. it's all big eyes. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. just that. That is our, like, our infant brain mm-hmm. because it's told look for big eyes and a face thing because that's food. Yeah. So our brain automatically is, I mean, you can look at anything. Let's look at the wood grain. You can find a face in it. Yeah. That's, yes. Survival instinct, and then also Watermarks. for us to see mm-hmm. uh, Jesus on a toast. You yep. know, <laughs> yeah. Our brain is programmed to see or people y- or Yoda or, on a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. On a bagel. It, it's survival instinct for us to see whatever as a thing that we know what it is. Right. To react, and it is you know the monster in the dark. Okay, we are told to see that mm-hmm. in our primitive brain. Because the monster in dark is going to eat you. Yeah. So you need to... And, and, and to make sense of it, you know, to make yeah. sense of, of what we're seeing and, and to make it to where it's not, like you said, survival instinct, to make it to where it's not scary or it's right. not, it's not you know, traumatizing to us. But when we can't explain it and we can't... And then it's scary. And then it goes to being scary. And then it goes to being traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to being to all this other stuff. And then people are like, oh, you were just drunk. <clears throat> or, yeah. oh, you were just high. Or, oh, you were just stressed well, or whatever. Well, if you were, I mean, that, it, ex- that was real to you. Exactly. your brain doesn't know the difference. Yeah. It's going to wire it. And it's going to create that in your head that mm-hmm. this, this, is, this is still a wound. Yeah. You know. And, still there. and it still happened to me. Yeah. Whether it whether it really happened, right? And and anybody else saw it, it still happened to me. Right. It's still a personal. Uh, it, it, it infected me in a personal way. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, to me, it really happened. I think um, in the past, I'm not sure if I talked to you guys about this, but I actually had to turn down um, an investigation in Hugo because the guy that was claiming all these these claims, he was saying that. That there was a witch in town that was trying to kill him for his money. Yeah. And that she was throwing acorns onto his porch. And he had like uh, some kind of some kind of Native American writing like on his floor. And that the sheriff was a shape, uh, shift changer. Mm. He was shape telling shifter. me. He, yeah, sh- shape shifter. Sorry. Yeah. And he was saying all this stuff. And I told him, I said, um, I'm going to need you to go get checked out. 
before right. before I yeah, go out there. Absolutely. I go because some of the stuff that you're talking about is it's kind of you know wild and and it's not I said it's not something mm-hmm. that somebody would say. I mean, well, I'm lo- I was looking for paranormal stuff. Ex- and, yeah. And you're talking about witches and, and yeah, shape shapeshifters. Yeah. Paranoid delusion. Yeah. So I told him that he needed to go get help, and uh, and then I would go once you have a clear bill of health, then I'll go out there and do an investigation. Right. And I never heard back from that guy. Well, yeah, he he he's he probably thinks that you're just another. Uh, no, you're really trying to help him. And at that but, point, it would be a safety issue. I yeah. think because uh, if he <laughs> thinks that. A witch and the sheriff are monsters and they're coming after you then yeah. how long does it take before oh this person in my house is talking to the devil and mm-hmm. i need to lock him in my basement yeah you know <clears throat> and i don't want you locked in anybody's basement no, no. i don't want, I don't want to <laughs> so but yeah um, how how long is it going to take for him to see you as trying to attack him right and see you as oh he's not really here to help me he's just one of them they sent him in here you know i mean yeah Schiz- I mean, schizophrenia is a is a wild wild thing. We're yeah. uh, we're a minute and thirty six seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on a quick note, I know this is probably uh, something for another show, but uh, Tanya is messaging me right now about the YouTube Heller stuff. The Heller stuff that Tim. Oh called. yeah, that he that Tim sent us. Yeah, yeah. a good buddy of ours sent us a video on uh, some a series on YouTube. Oh, the the Hollow Earth stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he sent it to us because he believes it's tied into Brown Springs. And she just mentioned it to me right now. Wow, she's meant. Very cool. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, that, that can go a lot of roads. There's a lot of, a lot of yeah. stuff that, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, ancient aliens and different kinds mm-hmm. of different creatures and, and you know. Yeah. Well, I, I think I go back. <laughs> he's talking about caves and possibly yeah. being connected to Brown Springs. Well, it was connected to the mob. That yeah. area is connected that, to the mob. Yeah. Totally feasible. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of thinking, you know, good minds think alike because mm-hmm. we're all thinking yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we're all thinking the same thing. We're all on, the, yeah. Tim sent us, sent, Tim sent us this, this uh, YouTube link to look at, to, to review because he thought it was tied into Brown Springs. And then now she said, she's mentioned it to me mm-hmm. right yeah. now. So and I then just, it's Godzilla. Godzilla. My son <laughs> loves Godzilla. I, I'm related to the <laughs> most top. Godzilla expert in the world, I had probably my nephew Tyler. Yeah, shout out to you, Tyler. Awesome. To to the great and mighty Titan, Titan, Titan Tyler. T Y T A N. So you guys, I know we could go on forever about the subject, but you guys ready to switch? Sides? I just I just wanted to say something out real quick to okay. the listeners. Um, if if you are or think that you might have PTSD or, or, or things are happening, please, please reach out to somebody. Please, Absolutely. please go get help. Good it's point. It's no different. I've always said, you know, I, I say that I'm a, I'm a therapy slut and pusher, but I look at it as, you know, when you have a cold, you go to the doctor. Exactly. Yeah. They, there is, are minds. No I mean, different. there are doctors for your mind. Yeah, um, I think everybody should go. I go. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not in heavy like you know. I used to go once, twice, several times a week. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes absolutely every day for a while when it was bad. You know, there's no shame in it. Everyone has their own journeys, but mm-hmm. I think that everyone should go in. I call it get a little tweak every now and again. Absolutely. You know, just to make sure everything's on kilter because sometimes things get rough. I love. I love that you said if you get sick, you go to the doctor. 
If you have a runny nose, you take medicine. If you have a cough, you take medicine. Man, your mind and your mental state is far more important than your physical state. Yeah. Um, go, please, please, please. Don't put it off. Yeah. Um, it, you, you don't have to be in combat to, to have PTS. Um, please, please, please don't be afraid. Go out and get help and and get get your mind right. Um, this is the whole point of our podcast is to is to, to help people to to. I know we're not therapists and we're we right, but you know to enlighten them to enlighten them. Go get help. You've just yeah. been there, man. Yeah, you know, it I've, took a long time. Yeah. I'm still working on it, but you know. Well, yeah. all three of us at this table at some point in our life have have been through depression, anxiety, um, have been through anxiety have been through something and the only way we got out of it was to get help get help yeah. um to go to go get help from somebody so please um please 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 if you're if you think that you have it or if you're going through it if you know you have it whatever it is please go get help i had okay. to say that before we go into awesome this. i love that that's awesome okay we're gonna we're gonna switch subjects now you guys ready for for some wrestling let's do it I wish I could see the look on Ash's face. <laughs> I don't even know what looks on my face. I'm just waiting to Wrestling. talk. Yeah, she's just sitting Wrestling. there like, Robert and I are all banging our heads and like jamming to the music and Ash is just sitting there like, okay. Okay, you guys, you, <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to talk about wrestling because I'm going to. Yeah, you're going to make pit yeah. stop. All right. Um, we should have took potty breaks before. I know, we yeah. didn't. <laughs> well, we kind of been sipping through, through the middle of the show. Yeah. So that, As you do. That doesn't, that doesn't help. Um, so wrestling, you got any wrestling news, Ash? I don't know about news, maybe some olds. I don't know. All right, on the YouTube, so I was watching them some some Jake to Sneak stuff earlier. Oh, nice, nice, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) very cool. Yeah, um, he's talking about his uh, journey to sobriety, and I don't know if you've watched his documentary, I haven't. It's really good. The the resurrection of Jake to Sneak, yeah, that Paige did for that, and I think this came out not too long after that, but I haven't watched his interview yet, so I was kind of listening to that before you guys came over. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm all about good stories. I love hearing good stories. Um, and I love hearing the stories about, because here's the thing. I think we put this this stigma on famous people or rich people or people that, that are they entertainment. they don't have any problems. Exactly, that they're and untouchable bullshit. and they're, you know, but there's so many of them out there that struggle with, I, I mean, I, I take one of the biggest ones I use is, is uh, Michael Jackson. Michael yeah. Jackson was in the limelight from the time he was six years old yeah, to the he time didn't he died. Have a grasp on reality. Yeah. So when I hear stories about, and Jake the Snake was a huge, mm-hmm. he was huge in wrestling. He was a big time uh, draw. He was a, he was a big time wrestler. So when I hear stories about that and they come out on the other end of it, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had you know he started to talk about he had a a really really rough childhood. Yeah, you know a lot of trauma, and that's where, and you know that's that's unfortunately a lot of people in that in that line, you know, the mm-hmm. tough guys and stuff come from that. You know, um, one person that that I really admire now is Mike Tyson. I don't know yeah. if you've ever listened to his podcast and stuff, but he has had a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. 
where he's like, I don't even want to be around anymore because I don't want to be that person yeah. anymore. But it's because he was brought up that that was that, who you were. He made his either, yeah. He made his life beating people up. And even before that, it's like mm-hmm. either you fought and exactly. you survived, or you were weak and you weren't a man. Yeah, and you were punished for it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I I love that because um, I'm a big boxing fan. I'm a big MMA fan. I'm a big wrestling fan. And I love that Mike Tyson was born to be a fighter, mm-hmm. period. He was born to fight. But he found a way to take it and make it something better than just fighting on the street or something like that. He still went through his struggles and his, you know, every, I don't know everybody knows that Mike Tyson went to prison for what he did, but all yeah. that good stuff. He beat people up outside the ring and all that stuff, but he did. He he found his peace. Yeah, and he had and, a lot of mental health problems. Oh, yeah. A lot of problems with drugs and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, in the last few years, I can, you know, experimenting with, uh, he, he did some, some heavy hallucinogens. Yeah. And uh, it just brought him to... A spiritual awakening yeah and it's really admirable and i'm like so listen he gets a lot of a lot of people like danny trejo and and other older fighters or tough guys mm-hmm. or like uh mickey rourke was one mickey that Roy, really yeah. like that they talk about stuff it's just like where they found as a you know older men mm-hmm. found their peace finally yeah and it's not living in that life anymore yeah well we all know mickey rourke went through his mm-hmm. uh robert downey jr is another one yeah man he you know, they all went through their stuff, but, and I think we mentioned on here the movie The Wrestler, um, mm-hmm. one of Mickey Randy Rourke's, man, one of one of Mickey Rourke's best movies he's ever done. It was a fantastic movie, but um, it was about that same thing. It was mm-hmm. about a wrestler that that man just couldn't escape what he was going, and he tried to to, but his piece was in the ring, you know, yeah. and and he 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 died in the ring, but. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear uh, you know Jake the Snake coming out on the on the good end of it and, and I really like that these guys are being so open about that too because they are people that maybe not kids now yeah, but kids yeah. from my generation yeah. is that they looked up to that probably went through the same exactly. bullshit that they did and you know weren't allowed to feel their pain and not allowed to deal with it properly mm-hmm. and them opening about that it's like hey you know if Jake the Steak and Mike Tyson can be like, it's okay to have feelings and yeah. be an emotional and still be a man, you know, then that's well, that's amazing. That's called know? that's called peer support. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at this guy and thinking, man, this guy was untouchable. Yeah. This guy was like the baddest of the bad. But inside he was. But inside he was torn, man. He was just so ripped up, and and I love that you say just a little boy and. He was using that as a as a, a facade for what's really going on, and that's yep. what that's what a lot of them do. So he, he started here locally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He started here locally in uh, NWA, and then afterwards uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. Yeah, so he started here locally. So I I remember growing up watching him a lot. So yeah, I I, I grew up on on yeah. Jake the Snake. I he was he was so cool. I, I'm, anybody that comes out with a freaking snake is cool to me. Yeah. But um, you just I, I love hearing those 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 stories that mm-hmm. where they where they come out on top and and uh, and do good and, and 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 like you said, have the courage to be that soundboard for the ones that are struggling now and and uh, and might not have the courage to come out. Right. Hey, Jake the Snake has the courage to come out. Mike Tyson mm-hmm. has the courage to come out. Um, I can do it too, and and maybe not come out 
publicly with it, but but just help them to find their to find their their, their, their piece. Yeah. yeah. So, I I I heard you mention uh, NWA. You what? I heard you mention NWA. Yeah, actually, I this last two days I've been behind on all my wrestling, so I I watched uh, I watched Impact today. I watched Impact SmackDown, and I actually finished uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. And then I had time, so I watched NWA Power Hour, or the Power Show, mm-hmm. and it's mostly on YouTube. But I sought off that link that I and sent. and did you see Mister Anderson? That scared me. Sorry, <laughs> I yes. scared you twice this. Yeah, um, yeah, Mister Anderson's on there. Um, Mike, Al- I can't pronounce his last name. Atlas used to be yeah. um, Maximus. Yeah, Maximus. On yeah. TNA. James Bram, Bram was on there. Bram, James Storm. Yeah. Um, Eli Drake. Eli Drake. Um, he goes by Aaron, I think Aaron Stevens, but he was Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow. In WWE. So. Yeah. So, yeah. They're in the- you said the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll Express. Just the Rock and Roll Express. The, the episode I watched today, they won the tag team titles. Against against Bram and this other they guy, they won the tag team titles. Yep. Aren't they like ninety years old? They're like in their sixties. Yeah, they gotta be. <laughs> Man, that's like Sabu. They're still going off the top rope too. Man, right? that's crazy to me. Seriously. That's Randy the Ram right there. Yeah, they're gonna hit the canvas and be, be slow motion. Yeah. Black. yeah, that's their piece. They can't find it anywhere else, so they just um, keep kicking it in the ring. So, so Jim Jim Cornette was one of the commentators, but I think he made like a racial slur. I, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I was actually going to talk about that later. So I think Stu Barnett is taking over. Um, Bad News Barrett. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's going to be taking over. So I don't know. Bad news. I've got some bad news for you. But um, but yeah, I watched that today, which was actually, it was pretty decent. It's didn't, didn't he, re- he, he won King of the Ring at one point, didn't he? He what? Yeah. He, he won King of the he Ring. Did win, yeah. He did win King of the Ring. So I think that's his like. Claim to fame, yeah. So, um, but he's he's taking over as the announcer, uh, as a commentator, as a commentator. Yeah, there's some other guy I don't know who he is, and um, I think it's run by Billy Corgan from the okay. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's he's huge. He was running TNA for a while. I, I thought he was was involved with TNA. Yeah, he was running yeah. TNA, and I think whenever I feel like I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I remember he was in TNA. He took over after uh, Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter, yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. it was short, maybe like six months in, and they released him. Yeah. So and then, um, but he's running NWA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have the whole like 1980s feel to it. There's like a ring, and there's like a little set on the side. Where they do interviews, and yeah. There's a little platform you can step on. <sighs> That's so awesome. And there's That's a so, curtain. Yeah. That's so cool, man. But there's like only one side of fans. And that's it. No. Oh. Well, that's yeah. That's how TNA got. I told you I went to to. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh man, what's it called? Slammiversary. Slammiversary. I couldn't. I was wanted to say SummerSlam, but it was a Slammiversary, and we barely we barely filled up half that place, man. Yeah. And that's a college. Yeah, that's, that's a, a college, college uh, basketball, basketball, basketball yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but um, it was a good time. Yeah. But the reason why I said Mr. Anderson like that is because, man, I was the I was the biggest Mr. Anderson fan. I, I was I love that guy. I mean, it's it looks it looks pretty decent. They don't have a whole lot of roster. They don't have a whole lot of members on the roster, but um, oh. 
there's a, a Cole Cabana is um, Cole Cabana's known. He was on Ring of Honor. He's mm-hmm. one of CM Punk's best friends, and they kind of came up together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the their national champion. It looks like a United States belt, but it's like the the country United States. Okay. And then there's the, like the old, yeah, like America, <laughs> like America, America. <laughs> so is it the picture like you see on the map? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's that. And like, so you know, America, United States. Yeah, United States, <laughs> USA. Like USA, like, like <laughs> North America. <and> those, <laughs> like, is it just the continental United States, or do you have Hawaii on there? And no, no, it's just, it's just the continental, just the, just the lower forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that, and then uh, they got the old. Uh, you know, NWA, uh, Mike Adalis. Adalis is his name. Maximus. Maximus. He's the NWA champion. So, um, but it was it was actually pretty decent. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that out if if Mr. Anderson's yeah. over there just for Mr. Anderson. Yeah, James, you like James Storm too. Yeah, right? I like James Storm. Yeah. So, you want to talk about uh, WWE releases? Yeah, I, yeah, that's one of the things I was gonna go on. Um, I know that uh, I know two of them. And you brought up another one. Connor um, and Victor. Yeah. yeah. The Ascension. The was, Ascension. Was released today, too. Now, I know that, um, that uh, and their names are, 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 I mean, I'm blanking on their names. Uh, Sin Cara and. Uh, Luke Harper. Luke Harper. Thank you. Sin Cara and Luke Harper asked to for their releases. And, um, and uh, WWE said, okay, you can be released. Did, do you know if. if uh, if the Ascension asked for their releases, or were they just released? It says here. It says. Hold on, let me let me pull it up real quick. Also, Mike Kanellis got released too. Wow. So it says here. WWE has comes to terms of release with Jonathan Huber, uh, Luke Harper, Sin Cara, yeah, Ryan. Those are the because when it says comes to ter- come to terms, yeah. And it, I think in one of the one of the articles it actually mentions that Sincara and Luke Harper asked for their for their releases, um, but I, I didn't I didn't know about the the yeah, ascension. The Ryan uh, Parmeter and Eric Thompson Victor, mm-hmm. um, Connor Victor were didn't say didn't say they were asked to be released. They just said they came in terms with it. Well, well, either way. What I think of when I hear this is exactly what we've been talking about on pretty much every episode of our podcast is they're just oversaturated with talent. And the ones that need to be pushed aren't being pushed. Now, here's my thing. The Ascension, I thought, could have been gone a long time ago. I never thought they were... Were, were that good. I never thought they were that big of a draw. Luke Harper, I love that guy. Yeah. Sin Cara, I love that guy. He got maybe he, uh, Luke Harper got one push. One. One. And, and he, had well, he, he, had, he kind of got two with the, with the, with the, the wide family. Mm-hmm. He was being pushed there. And then him and Rowan were the Bludgeon Brothers. Well, I meant, I meant like single wise. He got, oh, you're talking about by himself. He got one yeah. push. He yeah. He got one push. I think he was, Wrestling Daniel Bryan, yeah, and he didn't, he couldn't beat Daniel Bryan, yeah. So, well, I, I don't think he's on Daniel Bryan's level, honestly. I don't for his size, he he's pretty good. He is good, but he's not Daniel Bryan, uh, um, on that level. He's a good wrestler. I love him. I I I, I thought he was was a great talent, but and I love the Blungeon Brothers. Yeah, and I love those guys. They were awesome. I just didn't like their outfits. It looked like. 
It looked like they were trying to dress like Deadpool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, yeah, these two wrestlers, they were the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. They were huge. They man. carried these big hammers and they were wearing red and they looked like Deadpools. Well, I thought they looked like Deadpools. Deadpool. I thought they looked like Deadpools. They looked like they were trying to be like uh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like Butchers. Yeah. That's what I thought they were yeah, going after. Yeah, butcher, I, I think one of them got hurt. <laughs> butcher, yeah. Deadpool, Kyle's whatever. Yeah. So I think one of them got hurt, and they had the. That's well, that's why. That's why the Bludge Brothers um, kind of they weren't a thing anymore. But I think this goes. I mean, I, I think it echoes what we've been saying: is man, they got so much talent over there, and they have so many wrestlers that are just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. That hey, now people are starting to come and say, hey, I want to be gone. You know, I want to go somewhere where I can do something. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they have every every one of them have a ninety day. Um, when you sign with with WWE, you have a ninety day no compete clause. Whenever you leave the company, so they have to wait at least ninety days before they can go do anything. But you're gonna see Sin Cara and Luke Harper wrestling somewhere. Man, Sin Cara. I mean, this is like not the original Sin Cara. Oh, uh, no, it's not the original Sin but Cara. But this guy, he's he's super strong. Yeah. And he's so talented. Yeah. He's he's was being wasted. Wasted. So. Wasted. And, uh, and 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 my son Kylan loved Sin Cara. Yeah. And when he when they were pushing him, man, my Kylan was all about wrestling. Man, I want to see Sin Cara. I want to see Sin Cara. And then they stopped and he's just kind of like, "Eh, you know, yeah. he's such a good talent that they're they are they're wasting him. So. Um, they they were posting this week also that uh, John Morrison signed a multi year deal with WWE, but he's really? he's yet to come on any show. I think he's gonna wait till TLC to come out. <sighs> because if I were if it were me if it were me because the Miz is supposed to have a match with uh, the Fiend mm-hmm. on TLC. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if they were me, I would bring John Morrison out to help the Miz with the Fiend because you know they were a tag title for they started as a tag title together. Yeah, before he was, I think it was. Johnny. But wouldn't you do it before TLC? If you want, if you want a pop, if you want a pop, I would do it at TLC. Ah oh, man, I hate Th- that. That's just me. I hate that. But uh, he was Johnny Storm. Yeah, before he was John like, Morrison. So flame you, on. Yeah, flame on. <laughs> so uh, he became Captain America. But I did want to. <laughs> I did want to mention I was watching AEW this week, and oh yeah, Jericho was doing a promo. Hey, before you say this, <laughs> I'm taking full credit, 100. <laughs> percent This was all me. Go. Okay, Jericho was doing this this thing where he pulls out when he was with WWE. He had uh, this the list. list, the list. Yeah, the list. You know what happens when when you when you made. <laughs> you just made the list. Yeah. So he used to do that. So he pulls out this list, and it, the crowd goes wild. And he tells them, "Don't get too excited. It's not that. It's not that gimmick. It's the lexicon of le champion." <laughs> So he was. I love him. God, so I love funny. I love Chris Jericho. <laughs> he, was so funny. he was doing a list of wrestlers he's not gonna because re- I think he was saying he was contractually obligated to wrestle one more time before the end of the year, and he said these are wrestlers I'm not gonna wrestle. So he was saying stuff like the Young Bucks, John Moxley, the Young Bucks, uh, the Old Bucks, the Five Bucks, <laughs> John Moxley, 
Um, I'm not going to fight Joe Janela. I'm not going to fight uh, Kenny Omega. And then he said, Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega. <laughs> so as soon as I got that, I, I messaged Chris right away. I go, Jericho just said Kenny Ortega. <laughs> So. I was at I was I was doing Christmas with uh, with Brit's uh, uh, granny and papa, so um, I uh, I was sitting there and we were watching the uh, Oklahoma uh, Baylor game. Yeah, or we might have been watching the other game. We were watching one of the football games, and I pull out my phone and I get this and I'm like, what? I was right. like, you're serious? And yeah. I text him back, are you serious? He said that for real, and then. Yeah, I went back and I watched it, and sure enough, he said Kitty Ortega. Yeah, I was like, man, I gotta take full responsibility for that. Um, for the record, AEW beat NXT again. I know they they, they lost they, they lost like two weeks in a row. Yeah, right? two weeks in a row yeah. of Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And um, but they I think they won it by six thousand viewers, which was narrow, but still they they beat them. Yeah, wins a win. yeah, wins a win. So, but. Uh, but I watched a lot of wrestling this week, a lot of it. Um, what, what do you What do you think about uh, Nikki Bella coming back? Um, I, I think I think wrestling's passed her by. To be honest with you, you think so? Yeah, because the last match she had, who did she hurt? She hurt somebody. I, she, I don't remember. She was wrestling. I want to say, um, the Iconics. It was a three way, and I think. Cause like you could you could tell all her timings off, and she needs somebody in the face like really bad and knock them out. Really? Yeah, she knocked. This was like maybe a six seven months ago. I think I, I think I, this is that's about the time I went on my WWE. Like, yeah. So she, so, but I think I remember hearing something about. So this. she needs someone right in the nose and knock them out, and then she needed them to tag out. So she dragged this person, this girl. I can't remember who it was. She dragged the girl over so they can tag out. And so I think after that, she quit because I think she had like consecutive matches on Raw, like back to back weeks after that, no more. So I think, I think it's, you know, it's all about them. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think they put the time in to wrestle because you can, you can tell like when, like, even though I don't, I don't like um, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I don't like her at all, but she's she's got good timing with people. She's she's good at her craft. Yeah, she's good. She's a good wrestler. Yeah, Bailey and you can you can tell all the girls they they work with each other. When mm-hmm. they were the Bellas wrestle, they don't time out well with anybody, and well, it shows. I've never thought that they were good wrestlers when they were really young. They were, but not anymore. So I think they're they're too busy with the divas in their own show, mm-hmm. which is okay. They can do that. I don't. I don't. Fault them for it. I more power to them. Just stay out of the damn ring. Well, I think WWE will gain for bringing them back, and I'll tell you why. Well, at least at least Nikki, because she's a huge draw. Yeah, she's a Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm not saying she's as talented as Brock Lesnar. But yeah, the I'm name, not the name. But the name is like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, she's a huge draw. People love the Bellas. Um, they do. So. She may come back, but I don't. I don't think she is going to come back and do as much ring work as 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 she used to. Now she might be one of those that if I'm coming back, I'm gonna do the ring work. She might be. Yeah. But I know she has a lot of pool. 
because she draws. She does. She's but money. She's not, you know, she ain't going to beat Becky Lynch. No, she's not going to beat any of them. She's not going to, you know. But she's still going to, she's still going to draw money. She may be Bailey. She's not going to be Charlotte. No. So. She might, she'll be Sasha. Yeah. Um, but she's not, if, if they have her come back and beat Charlotte or Becky, I'll be even more pissed off at WWE. Yeah. But I'm already pissed off at them, so. I was watching Impact today, and I was watching um, the Gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was Moose started out with, I can't think of the that guy's name. humongous man. He's, he's a big dude. He's huge. He's fighting, I can't think of the guy's name. He's a Spanish guy, a Spanish wrestler. And he beat him. And then um, Rick, Rick, uh, Rick Swan came mm-hmm. out, and he beat the Moose. And then he beat Michael England. And then uh, Rick Swan beat both of them. Yeah, heck yeah, man. And That's so awesome. um, Brian Cage came out. Yeah, he, he beat Rick Swan. And then uh, Tessa Blanchard came out. This is okay. This is I saw. I saw I, Rick Swan had to have been obviously he was gone because I saw when Tessa came out. Yeah, Tessa beat both. Yeah, uh, England and well, he was England already lost. No, lost. who was it? She beat Cage. She beat Cage. That's all she beat. Yeah. That's only when she beat because Cage is the one that. Right. He was the second to the last one. She was the last one in. Yeah, and so yeah. she she's gonna face Sammy Callahan. Yeah, Sammy in the Cal- next pay per view. Oh, I can't stand that guy. For, yeah, I can't either. Um, so I can't remember the last time did Impact or TNA ever have a women's. Fight for the men's not, title. Not, not that I remember. Right. Not, not to fight for for the men's title or for the all overall title. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Um, maybe, maybe China. Um, I don't remember if she ever did or not. Um, I'm almost positive that she didn't win if she ever did. And what was the? Oh man, what was the one before China? I couldn't even tell you. Come on, what's her? She just got inducted into the Hall of Fame like a couple of years ago. Mm. Oh, dang, I can't remember her name. But anyway, it was, she just got inducted into the Hall of Fame like a couple of years ago. If it if it would have been any of them, it would have been yeah, it'd have been one of them. But I I don't remember. I was going to tell you also. Um, ODB came back. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Where did he, did he came back to impact? To impact, yeah, yeah. So she came back. I think she had like a food truck or something, and it burned down. So she's coming so out. She, so she came out to like ask for donations to help her bring the food truck back. Really? And via uh, Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie came out and interrupted her. And so she slapped her. So they had a match. And so of course, <laughs> and uh, she actually beat her. Oh, really? Yeah, ODB pinned her. So wow. She was like, she's grabbing her, her boobs a lot, though. Well, <laughs> that's what she used to do. That's right? what she, that's, that yeah. was her thing. Yeah. yeah. That was her, her stitch, is she liked to grab boobs. She's, Who doesn't? So, <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> yeah, she, she, I was, I was actually going to ask you if, if she still, if she still did that, if that's yeah. still part of her. Yeah, she had her little shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. That had the skeleton hands. Hands, yeah. Yeah. And she'd like slap her butt, and then she would show her her front crotch a lot. Yeah, her front crotch, as opposed to her back crotch. Her front crotch. <laughs> so she was 
pull up her little skirt to show her. her yeah. Toe. Yeah. So she. Uh, <laughs> how how her, do you know how women's anatomy works? How, how? <laughs> they have their front crotch and their back crotch. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Front crotch? That's what I said. Front crotch. <laughs> I said it! <laughs> So we we are we're two minutes and seven seconds in. Two, two minutes, minutes and seven, seven seconds. So, uh, so we we got any shout outs we want to do before we? I shouted out before, okay. but I'll always I'll I'll shout out as many times as I can to my wife and kids because yeah, they're they're definitely you know are some of our biggest supporters. Yeah. Um, they uh, they back us a hundred percent. Simone, catch a tone. Ash, so. yeah, Mandy wanted me to shout her out some made up nickname that nobody calls her. So I don't know. <laughs> kind of like Mandy ca- Monday, Man- <laughs> manic Monday, Manny, Mandy, just Monday. another manic Monday, manic Mon- Mandy, that Manny. Me, man. <laughs> That's three times, man. Yeah. That's three times. Stop it. It's kind of like. <laughs> See money. I would yeah, rather have that nobody. than any of singing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody calls my singing so you. bad it scares uh, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got one shout out. You know. Oh yeah. Ebes. That's Lauren. actually two. Is it? You shouted out before. Did it really? Said, yeah. I'm gonna do it again. Do it again. Evie, this for you. I don't know why I do that. I don't. I don't know if she's ever going to listen. So. Oh, I know those kids at Pizza Hut. Oh yeah! yeah. Shout, out, shout out to the Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut on yeah. 411 East Royal yeah. Lane in Las Colinas. I'm sorry you had a really bad night. It seemed like but pretty, they, pretty shit, but hey, but they came through. They came again. through. They uh, took care of us. They uh, too sweet. Too sweet. They did. They hooked us up. They took care of us. So impressive. Most impressive. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, peeps. We love you. Keep listening. Um, we have some pretty good stuff coming. So. Oh yeah. And we're out.